If I could suck a dick tonight, right now, it's only going to be 10 minutes worth of work, and I don't got to show up for work for a week, I'd rather do that. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 85, kicking it live. I'm Dave Z, absolute Dave to some, mm-hmm. <laughs> once again tonight. I am here with... Oh, my name is Christian. I, I, we have to introduce ourselves. My name is Christian. Wow, very professional. Okay. And okay. my name is Grimsby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That How fucking stuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We were just talking. Did you guys listen to the last Wad Z episode by chance? We, we were just talking about that right before the show. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Here it is. I've listened to about half of almost every episode. Oh, so you skipped the main review. Well, he if only I, likes the Watt part. He doesn't prefer like I, the Z part. I love the pregame. I love the gaming. I love it. It's just sometimes when we get into the review, depends on the movie. I haven't listened all the way through. Uh, even though you're, I think you did, uh, not Midsommar. Did you do Midsommar? No, you didn't. We discussed it for five minutes, but I mean, we didn't okay. do it. <laughs> now, listen to me. All I wanted to say is that somebody asked us about um, a listener of our show, all of our shows, Watson's, uh, Watsy, Exploding Ads, everybody. Our homie, uh, oh man, what's his name? It's going to come to me. Just hold on. Tommy but, B, who says he prefers you in that show than this show? That Tommy? Um, was it Tommy? You hear this, Brandon? This guy says, you know, I might prefer you both in this show over your other more popular shows. This Tommy guy. You know what? Oh. I prefer Tommy not listen to our show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'd prefer Christian on another show. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have another one. Yeah, right. Maybe he prefers TGIF to this show. It's quite I think, possible. I think Even when he's trying out clip shows. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that was gold. If it's just do a clip show, what? Yeah, let's just do fun. it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So what, what? What's going on with the show? What's happening? What was that? You know, well, no, no, no. What I was saying was somebody called in, or not called in. Excuse me. The Tommy. It was Tommy. I guess saying he's starting a podcast. And um, how how did I come onto this thing? You said something about um something that podcasts do, and we said, oh, oh yeah. Watson said one of the things you should do on your podcast. We were giving like advice. Is, he asked for advice. This is he where said, I got always, it from. <laughs> yeah, always introduce yourself at the beginning of the show. He goes, if I go on, if I start listening to a show and I don't know who I'm listening to, and it's the first time I listen to, then I end up dumping the show. I can't, I can't hang like that. And it's, it's, you know, that's one of his things. So like, start the show, introduce yourself, be professional. So, there you have it. That that's one of Watson's pieces of advice, and I'm okay with that. You know. 
just because. I mean, if, if it's just the regulars that are listening and they're used to our banter and everything else, that's fine. But if someone's listening to us for the first time and we're just your, you know. I'm cutting out the introductions. I'm cutting them out. But then should, should <laughs> they technically go back to episode one and at least listen to the first 15 minutes? Dude, you would think, but every time you meet somebody and you say, I got a podcast or however it happens on social media or whatever, they always go to your last show. No, they I know. Go... I get that. Not wanting to yeah. start from the beginning. I get it. But if you want to like know like who you're listening to, more times than not, there's going to be a, a thorough introduction in the first 15, 20 minutes of episode one. I'm not sure. saying I disagree with that. I, I do like, you know, you know, introduce yourself. You know, it's not a bad concept to... Bring in new people on your later episodes. Some people don't go back and listen to an entire catalog. No, not everybody does, but I guess it just sounds good to, you know, always introduce yourselves. Yeah. Um, this guy, this guy's here. Who, who are you? Who are you? This way, if someone's talking later about the show, they can say, hey, that so-and-so is an ass, or this so-and-so, I like what he had to say, or this guy's funny, instead of not knowing their names. What if we never introduced ourselves and we just never said, said each other's names the whole show? Well, whatever. Bottom line is to introduce ourselves. So we'll tr- we really suck. That is the thing, though. And that, that's the ongoing joke about this podcast is we don't know how to start a show and we don't know how to end a show. Everything in between is gold. I'm not sure everything <laughs> in between is even gold. I was about to say the same. But and the shit in the middle is fucking But for iffy. some reason, tolerable. it comes together and people enjoy it. And that's all that matters. And we enjoy it. Right. Yes, so. we do. Oh, sorry. We got Absolute Dave and we got Whiny Christian yep. because I'm drinking wine, red wine, of course, and red, he's drinking red. Absolute. So if I start snoring in the middle of the snow, show, <laughs> snow. <laughs> snow. If I start snoring in the middle of snow. Yeah. Uh-oh, my Clarice is coming out. Clarice. Clarice. Shady can smell my cunt. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> oh, Clarice. It's like a combination of Clarice and Chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> Clarice. Well, I did bleach my asshole earlier. Thank you very much. <laughs> Spick and span over here. Hannibal, my eyes are burning in the pool. Did you use extra Clarice? <laughs> Brilliant. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either, but I'll say this. After last show and what we talked about at the beginning of last show with everything that went down with the Patreon and we I talked a little bit about uh, life's uh, a little bit, I, okay, <laughs> a lot of it. But I'll tell you what, I got so many people that messaged me and said this, and it was well wishing. And hey, Dave, are you okay? And yet, and that's that's the worst part. I mean, no, it's 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 a great thing. <laughs> they care, <laughs> damn it. It sucks. Back- wow, he backtracked <laughs> real quick. Hold up. It's a great thing that they cared enough to reach out and say things. But the worst part is that was not my intention at all. You know, I've had it much worse than than either of these two guys. We've all had shit happen this past year. A lot of stuff. So I, I, I wasn't trying to make the focus on me. But I got all kinds of messages and, and, and this and that, and, and, I, and I'm grateful that everybody that, that reached out and said things, and and, and I'm okay, and we're all okay. And, and a lot of them were very supportive. They were saying, take as long as you need. You know, family comes first. You just got to take care of this, this, and this. And the show comes on when it does. And, you know, don't let one complaint – oh, shit, I just threw my cap. Um, don't let one complaint, um, you know – derail you and whatever lots of, did you guys did anyone talk yeah to you people guys? reached out to me too eric webster said yeah. can i replace you <laughs> i'm like you bald motherfucker 
You know, it's funny. Eric Webster reached out to me and said, can you replace Christian? <laughs> Speaking of Eric Webster, I'm, like, I'm glad you said that because I forgot all about it. There might have been an Eric Webster um, message or something. Oh, man. And I forgot. Hold on and I'm second. kidding, Eric. You know that. But no, I people, mean, all joking aside, people did reach oh. out. I was like, whoa. I know we've like wore our, our hearts or like our, got our emotions out, like just on our sleeves. We just let it all out last last show. And I even felt bad because I, I jokingly said, like, you could hear me keep trying to get the show on track. And Dave's like, I just got to say one more thing. I just got to say one more thing. I felt like an oh. asshole because I thought like maybe I was like not letting you say your piece. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> no, no, no. You one I, show I, son of a bitch. And Eric Webster, <laughs> Christian's kidding. You're not really bald. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. As I, I tell Moods with his beard, your hair's on upside down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for this message. I thought maybe Eric said something, sent something, and now, now I can't find it. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he didn't. Eric? I don't know. Get back to us or something. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. Get back to us to tell me if you sent me something or not. Yeah, sorry. Forget I said anything. But I I will tell you this. I excuse you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, excuse you, Dave. Hold on. I gotta find my cap for my vodka. My hold on. I I threw the cap. Oh man, Dave is absolutely (laughs) flatulent. Ah. He's gassed already. Oh, did my chair make a noise? Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what oh, it was. Okay. Make a oh, noise. My, my chair or my table. Uh, it wasn't me. Wasn't. It was me. That was you. I saw your butthole open up. He's <laughs> <laughs> foaming at the mouth over there. I got there. my cap. And people did like Absolute Dave, which I was kind of surprised at. Absolute but... Dave was super chill. Yeah. Hmm? I don't give a fuck. I'm back fuck. at it again because I'm pissed off again because I worked another fucking 12-hour day today. And Scott pissed me off again last night, although it was short-lived. But... <laughs> uh, Tell it like anyway. it is, Ma. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you, everyone that reached out to us and, and, and everything else. And um, Wait, can I, just, can I just pause you right there? Is there any way you can get a louder glass? <laughs> <laughs> I knew Christian would laugh at that. <laughs> How's that? Were you thinking that? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I I pointed to the camera as if I'm on camera. Oh, okay. Still. I knew you were thinking it the minute I heard the clinking (laughs) of the ice cubes. It's the gimmick, though. It's Absolute Dave, so I'm allowed to do it. So thank you again. And as as far as Patreon goes, one quick thing. By the time this show drops, it's going to be restructured. We figured out a way to do things. But the big news is, the big news is that we are going to have a bonus episode one bonus episode a month exclusively on Patreon. Beginning now, we are going to review a new movie, the three of us. Once a month, when a new movie drops, or movies drop all month, but whatever. We're going to figure out how we're going to do it. But we are going to come on there and just come on there and do a bonus review once a month for certain. At the very least, that's that's what's happening with the three of us. And I have a feeling I might do a solo thing. I might do another thing with, with Frankie Z. It might be more active because I think we're going to try to make up for uh, the restructuring. The Watt Z party. <laughs> <laughs> the Watt Z party sorry. could have been the number one show on the network this past month. If Jason didn't invite everyone on the bloody pits. <laughs> well, Watt Z did it on just one, you know what I mean? Just one thing, one feed. Jason's going to pull us. I know it. 
No, Jason to hear this. No, Jason. No, Jason knows that he it, understands it, that there's a huge asterisk next to his number. Do you think, one. Do you think Watson's crying he into deserves. his like into his hands? What he sees, he's like number two. Like really, number two. Uh, the one month he could have done it. Yeah, there, I know. <laughs> I he should be happy. He's finally this high. <laughs> Did Horror Corridor ever reach number two? Horror Corridor. I love that title. Horror Door. A- Production. Oh. Again, Brady and I were talking about this before. Production coming out of its yin yang. Like, you, you can't get a better produced show. I think it's the lack of personality. At number two. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Watson. Uh, Watson has been cool. He reached out to me recently just to catch up. We have good. Uh, Brady didn't respond. <laughs> I told yeah, him. I'll get back to you eventually. Let's get it. What are we doing tonight? I know we got we're off the rails, like you said. We never know how no, to fucking start this. I show. was bringing it up earlier that we're doing uh, that we're doing the Ring trilogy, but that there's also seventy five films in the franchise. I was unaware that there were that many. Oh, it's kind of like how the Halloween franchise, how they went off and they got different things or different timelines. Yeah. And- Fifteen total with the three American, one South Korean remake, and then. The TV 11, show. 11 Japanese ones with between the made for TV movies and the Sadako versus films. Yeah. yeah. That and that and Juwan have a ton. A ton. Yeah. And we're just doing the original or not the original three, but Ringo, Ringo Star. Ringo. <laughs> Ringo. Ringo. Ringo two. And Ringo. And Ringo's all star band. What's the name of Ringo Starr's uh, solo band? Isn't it like Ringo Starr's All Star or something? I think it's just called the Ringo Star and his All Star Band. I think that's what they're called. I know that's weird, but sounds about right. Why not the Ringo All Star Band? <laughs> anyway, Ringo, Ringo Two, and Ringo Zero Bonsai. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna drop some some knowledge right now. I'm gonna drop in science on this. Do you know? No. That Ringu doesn't even exist. That word, it, it it's a whole. It's a mistake. The real movie in Japan is just called Ring. Just Ring. You used to see the box back in the day. I used to see the VHS box and at the end of, ni- of the ni- ninety nine, and the box just said Ring on it, right? And then they made the movies. Now check it out. Everybody calls it Ringu. And you know why? This is what's crazy. Because of the B. Because of the translation. Because when they were trying to talk about what it was, uh, the way it was, the pronunciation from uh, the Japanese, look at it this way. Okay, Mr. Nakata, what is the name of your film? My film, Ring. He just said ring. But there's that little (laughs) thing at the end because of the accent that... (laughs) I'm telling you, that's how. Is this is an official documentary. <laughs> Ringu. <laughs> what? What was that? What? I think you said Ringu. Get it. Type it in the B immediately. Don't ask for clarification. Just type the fucking thing into the B. <laughs> that's what happened. I'm telling you, they called it Ringu and they put it on the B, and then the other ones that follow, it became known as Ringo, and then and then. <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> Ringu. <laughs> Good God. Oh, no, I did it. <laughs> Ringu Star. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, what they did was they put out a DVD set, a box set, which I actually do have. And I, I forgot who put it out. But anyway, they put out a, a box set less than 10 years ago even, I think. And 
it was called it said right on the box Ringu R A N G U and it had the three movies we're going to talk about tonight plus uh Rosin also known as Spiral which is the unofficial sequel to oh, Raisin No <laughs> Raisin Bren What'd you have for breakfast this morning Raisin Bren write that down Raisin that's the name of the movie <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Ringu is actually a snafu. Uh, that's the bottom line. That's what I'm getting to here. And that's another sequel, snafu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, snafu is a sequel to that movie, Snuff It. It's a laugh a minute around here. Boy, it exploded heads headquarters. You guys ever see Snuff It, by the way? Is that the puppets? Snuff yes, It real it's good. That's Dustin Mills, right? I don't know who it is. All I know is that it's freaking it's puppets killing people. Yeah, no, I think it's a Dustin Mills film. He does like uh, like low budget films. He actually, I own a couple of his films. He does really good stuff. He'll do it with like a thousand bucks, and he makes these really good movies. Yeah, snuff it. Yeah, Dustin um, Mills. I'm pretty sure that is. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't know. I just I just know of the of that movie, Snuff It. I'm like, wow. Snuff but anyway, real good. I had to crack the joke twice. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't hear you, or I didn't. What were you saying? Anyway. Little Miss Snuff It. It's really rad. <laughs> oh, we're off to a fucking smashing good start. It's like old times. Yeah, it is. I feel we're good. eight hours into the show, we haven't mentioned a movie yet. <laughs> okay, we're talking about the Ring Trilogy. Goo. Goo. Uh, from Japan. Uh, the first one, the second one, and the prequel. We are also doing a couple triple R's. We're talking about Devil, and we're talking about Starry Eyes. That's what we're doing. What do you guys think? What should we do tonight? I think we we should start with Ringo 2, then go to Ringo 0, then do a triple R, then go to Ringo 1, and then do the other triple R. And then do the Ringo films, (laughs) since he's doing Ringo. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll end the show with an encore performance by the Ringo All-Star Band. (laughs) I'm fine with with uh, doing the trilogy with a triple R split in the middle. Yeah. I just felt like the last episode it might have been sacrilege to to have anything come in between Carpenter. Yeah, we well, still no. did. <laughs> no, we didn't. Nothing came in between. We had Carpenter. questions and banter. Oh no, but like no other reviews. Q and B, Q and B, Cuban B, yes. I'm Cuban B. I'm Cuban B. I am Cuban B. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. It's an all-time new low. I am the Cuban B. (laughs) You know what? I don't care. We're having fun. That's it. I don't care. Let's enjoy ourselves. You think that's what it's called in in Cuba? (laughs) I am the the Cuban B. (laughs) I am the Cuban B. (laughs) I pronounce the movie Ring Ringu. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, we do. We'll, we'll see you guys on ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Okay, let's get serious. We're about half an hour into this. Well, not really half an hour. Half an hour since we started recording for the patrons. So probably fifteen twenty into the show. New listeners have already given given up. That that show is a bunch of asses. They don't talk about anything. So let's get serious now. If you're still hanging with us, we are gonna get serious. We really are. We're going to talk about these movies. I guess we should start with where, where it's supposed to start, no? Talk about uh, Ring. Starry Eyes. Ring. Yeah, let's... <laughs> All right. Ringo. Ring. <laughs> Ring. <laughs> Starring Naomi Watts. No, just kidding. <laughs> I brought the right one. 
1998, directed by Hideo Nakata. A reporter and her ex-husband investigate a cursed videotape that is rumored to kill the viewer seven days after watching it. One week. Seven yeah. days? One, seven days. one week. Doesn't that have yeah. the same ring as seven days? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Cordell, I'll see you in seven days. <laughs> I don't want to get into all that, but the book and this movie and the American remake are all radically different. And I mean different in each different way. Like, the book was one thing. The movie was another. And then the, the remake was another. They're all different, yet, you know, the same basic story yeah. to a degree. But it's, and I'm not going to get into every detail. I'm not going to talk about the American remake at all, even though I do enjoy it. But what they did here, I have to give them so much credit because if you know anything about the book, what they changed up made this movie even better. Because, wow, the book was a virus. It wasn't so much a ghostly. It was in seven days, you got freaking smallpox or something and died. <laughs> I'm not even joking. You got, That's what happened. They found you dead with freaking marks on your body. There wasn't a ghost coming out the TV. It wasn't a ghost thing at all. It wasn't but this, Samara doing that stuff. And, and it has a Samara, great, I'm great sorry. ending. Oh. No, go, 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 go. No, no, no! I'm saying I'm sorry that I that I called her Samara. I mean, uh, shame on me. It's it's Sadako. Sadako. Well, yeah. Now do that again. I said that I thought this movie played out more like a thriller, though. Quite frankly, it was more of um like a cop ghost story. Good ghost story, though. I, I'm not trying to knock it. Great ghost story. The horror kind of kicks in at the end. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The Japanese do ghost stories really well. Here's here's the thing with me, and I'll, I'll just say this right now so people know. I had never seen any of the Japanese films. These were all first-time watches. I've only seen Ooh. the Ooh. two American films. Me so I, happen to, I, ha- I happen to enjoy the American <laughs> version very much. And uh, I, I'm not saying I, I didn't enjoy this at all. There were elements of it that I thought were definitely on par or better than the American, then there were some things I thought the American did that, that made it scarier for me. But that's also because I saw the American version when it first came out years ago, and it it, it frightened me, whereas now I'm even more desensitized from it. But they do make really solid ghost films, the Japanese, and it doesn't oh. feel very horror-esque. No, I, even, even the opening, even the opening doesn't, like, they as soon as it feels like it should get scary it's like they cut away mm-hmm. and i and they're doing that to try to build mystique and, and, and mystery and whatnot but that's why i feel like it, it doesn't play true to a horror film until the final moments of the movie uh and i agree brandon and i've said this on the show before so if you haven't listened to the earlier episodes i actually for both the ring and the grudge prefer the American remakes. And if that's sacrilegious, wow. so be it. I, I, I'm but, not going to say that for the grudge's sake, but for this wow. sake, because of the actual like scares that I got from, yeah. from the American remake of, uh, of ring, I slightly preferred. I thought in this one, you know, the, the opening scene with um, Tomoko and her friend in the house did not have the tension and the scare no. that, the Amber Tamblin opening had for me. But again, if I saw this in 1998, I might be saying differently. And I know some people think that right. the CGI face in the American remake looks weird, but it genuinely scared the shit out of me. 
It really did. I know it might not look right to people, but what and this part one's, you, what you part? know, the face when they show Amber Tamlin's face and you know how, how it's all contorted. You know, in the Amber, closet. Yeah, I think that's friggin' horrifying. I love it. I, oh, I love it too. Whereas you. in here, it's much more. It just looks like a silent scream, which is still right. unsettling, but it, it it definitely plays almost more like a mystery thriller than like straight up horror. And I it's enjoy so the movie. Weird. And I enjoy the movie, and I'm sorry, Dave. Like I enjoy the movie. I just think the Ring American version is more of a horror film. And this one, until the end, until that last scene where she comes out, I don't really feel like it plays out horror. And I know I'm just being repetitious now, but that's it. That's that. That's my feeling of it. But Dave, obviously, you're you're saying interesting because you don't necessarily agree. What you're saying is kind of the way I would describe the another movie we're going to talk about later, the prequel. That's how I feel about Ring Zero, is that it's more thrillerish drama with a horror tinge, and then it gets kind of crazy towards the end. The way you're describing this is the way I feel about that. I believe that because you're used to seeing the American Ring, and you saw the way it unfolded in that movie, and you can't help it, neither of you, or whatever, I mean, all of us, I suppose, except I, I don't feel the same way, but you can't help but do that comparison thing in, in because you're seeing the way they did it in the American Ring, you're looking at this and saying, oh, wow, that was more horror than this. But I don't know. To me, I, I don't feel that. But I do feel that this movie was groundbreaking in many ways. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. get the credit it deserves. I'll tell you that. You know, you, might, you, might, be, you might be right about this. we got to remember this is 98. Of course, obviously, it's. You know, when did the American one come out? 2002? 2002. Yeah, the, the storytelling yeah. in this is great. The ghost story yeah. element of this is great. All the acting is terrific. I know some people have a tough time really deciding whether they know, know if the acting is good or not in, in uh, foreign films. But I, I don't really feel like I've ever had that issue. I, I really feel like I could watch a foreign film, and even if I don't understand the language they're speaking, I'm just reading the subtitles, I can I can get whether they're being presented correctly and not being annoying or shitty. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, it's... Yes. No, I understand you know, that. Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't know if it was a good performance because I don't understand what they're saying. But you, you can tell through, right. through just the delivery, you know, even just hearing the sounds and the way they're delivering and their reactions and, you know, the things said, the things done in between the lines, you know, just facial expressions and body language. Absolutely. So I thought, you know, the character of Reiko and... Ryuji, I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names, and I know they're calling them by their other names. I don't know if they're saying their last names, you know, Asakawa, but uh, I thought they were really well done. I liked the kid in this one. I thought he was, I I liked him better in this one, actually, than the kid they have in the American remake. I think the American remake went a little overboard with having him be too, too out there. Sixth Sensei? They wanted to be like Sixth Sense. Yeah, very much so. That's the thing, and let me tell you what. The Ring, the American Ring, I will credit it. I do love that movie, and I will give it credit. There are three movies that got me back into the genre, and that was one of them. Uh, the, the Ring, Jeepers Creepers, um, what else? There was, oh, what was the third Showgirls. Movie? Ginger Snaps was the, <laughs> not Showgirls. Ginger Snaps, and there was another one that, that came out in the, in the early 2000s, that made me come back and sit up and take notice and say, you know what? I think horror is coming back. And I remember watching The Ring, and I didn't see it at the theater. I, I rented the DVD and um, was very impressed with it. 
and I, I watched it a lot. I was like, wow, this is really good stuff. Then the first time I watched Ringu, I really enjoyed that. And for the longest time, I kind of had them about equal. I thought the original Ring was scarier, the Japanese, but I liked the mythology. Uh, I like how they explored more in, in Ring American. But now going back to see this, and it's probably the first time I've watched it in about three years, and going back there with the, the, the podcast, I... And not watching either one for quite a while now. You know, like I said, three years for this, probably about five years since the remake. And sitting down and watching it, this this took me inside the, just, just the right way. This, I, I think this movie is groundbreaking. And I'll tell you why it's groundbreaking. I remember when it first appeared at, at a VHS store. And, and there was this place called Mondo Video in Buffalo that had a hard-to-find, you know, not, not, not the kind of stuff you're going to get in Video Factory. And I remember seeing it there uh, on the shelf in that that close-up of the eye and that cover and just said ring. And I remember looking at it and go, this is some Asian movie that I read about in Fangoria. And for some reason, I couldn't rent it because I couldn't get an ID. For I forgot the reason I didn't have my license. Something was wrong that day, and I was unable to get a card. So I never got to see this movie until later on after I saw uh, The Ring. But I, I always remembered seeing it there and go, oh, look at this, uh, you know, um, a, a Japanese horror movie. You know what I mean? But as I'm recalling the time, this is the movie that kicked off all of that stuff, all the J-horror rush and everything. This was the first movie that did that, that had the long-haired girl, that had, you know, that, that kicked off the J-horror and that started this type of horror, like a curse that you have to pass on to someone else which they're still doing today. When did you see something you could pass on until this time? Like even a movie like It Follows now still kind of does the same thing. You yeah. get something, and there's another movie too that came out recently, the last couple of years, where you get a curse and you could pass it on to someone else to get rid of you. This, I, and I, I realize that it comes from a book. That's fine, but it's different from the book. But this movie to me is groundbreaking. I think it's a masterpiece. I think this movie is incredible. I, 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 100%, it's hard to put yourself in the, in the time frame of 1998, 1999. I understand that, but for when this dropped, looking back on it now and everything that followed, this became a very influential movie. And no, uh, you're right. It's a long time ago. Man. I mean, it doesn't, it, yeah. you know, when you say 1998, it doesn't seem that long ago, but we're talking 21 years ago. That's, that's a long time. And I do love some of the things they did with this film. I love the fact that, and you always get a sense of this in, in most of these Japanese films, whether, you know, in this one, it's through seeing the interview footage that, that Reiko's showing and stuff like that about how this legend grows. So it's not just like automatically there that just everybody knows about it. You sort of see how like the fear spreads. Oh, I heard it from a friend of a friend who goes to a different school and it just sort of builds this sense of dread around the story. And I also like that they, uh, you know, with the pictures, with the marked faces, they're all like sort of uh, warped and, and, you know, <laughs> ghoul-like. That I thought was really unsettling because I, I love that more in this one than I did the, the more of the straight... Uh, silent scream face oh man the, the soundtrack the score with the strings the violins or whatever you want to call it and and the grainy film when they go back and they show certain things man again i'm gonna keep using the word groundbreaking but that's how i feel i don't know it, it's it it's hits it's, me. it's weird i feel like the the soundtrack for for a japanese horror film i felt like this one like although it's good i feel like it's a little like understated like definitely subtle 
that's what's great about it. Yeah, no, I, I'll bombastic. agree with that. It's not, it's not, it's not in your face. I, really? I love the actual video itself. I like the American one too. I found this one very unsettling. The uh, seeing the men dying with the, the eruption and and yeah. you know, I don't even know what was going on the with the guy with the towel on his head pointing. Very unsettling. The mirror switching sides and the video itself was really uh, unsettling. And you hear that that sound playing over and over, like you know, whenever uh, someone's being haunted, that um, it's it's almost like whispering or whatever. I love the style, Christian. Yeah. I know you have something to say. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm no, I I agree. From a story structure, great, and there's nothing wrong with the film. The film is very well made. Like I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm saying from a horror standpoint, I think the remake is more horrific, personally. Personally, but I think the director is very talented and I love the revelation, the plot twist at the end. It was almost Hitchcockian in the way that uh, she realizes, what did I do differently? Yeah. What what happened with me? What did I do that he didn't do and and, and whatever? And I I, I said when that played out, I'm like, that was very Hitchcock. And you almost couldn't get away with that in an American movie at that time frame. But because maybe it was. A foreign film, it works beautifully. And you had the guy from the tape. You had the guy pointing from the tape, pointing yeah. at her bag. And then she yeah. pulled out the copy. That was, I agree with you. I, li- I really like that part. That was a, that was a, definitely a cool reveal. Of course, we obviously knew it, having seen the remake and knowing the story this many years on. But it still was super effective, yeah. even knowing it's coming. No, no problem with the film. I hope I like my. I hope I didn't come across oh, as negative. More just no. that from a from a horror movie standpoint, I, I feel like the remake hit more uh, on the horrific side. But from a ghost story standpoint, yeah, and from a story structure, just the idea of uh, of of a curse being trans via videotape and all of that playing out and how they link it back to actually make you buy into it and not feel convoluted is masterful. Yeah, it's really not convoluted at all. It's actually quite simple for a Japanese horror film. You know, usually they're, you know, I mean, The Grudge is one, it's a great film. I love it, but it it can be tough to follow, especially if you're watching for the first time. This is very, very linear. It starts on like September 5th and it ends on September 22nd. I mean, it, it, and it tells you what day it is. So it's not like, it's not jumping around. You're not going to 50 different people in 50 different timelines. Again, very psycho-esque, very Hitchcockian yeah. with, the time, with, with the time there. Just to, it reiterates a sense of urgency. I mean, what about those the, the faces and the pics? What a great idea. They take the pictures and they're cursed, so they're, they got that distorted. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's weird to talk about this movie now because everybody's seen the American remake and a lot of people have seen this too. So it's not so exciting, but I'm putting myself into that time and saying – this was a fresh idea. This was something we haven't seen before. It's anytime now you watch a movie in 2019 and you see something that hasn't been done before, you're excited about it. Like, oh wow, that's something cool. There's a lot of, again, groundbreaking. There are so many things they did in this movie that I hadn't seen before. Granted, I guess you could take the picture aspect and take that from the omen to a degree, how you know, how when you saw the cursed people, they would take the picture and you would see the uh the, the way they were gonna die. Yeah. Which was also groundbreaking at its time. It was or great. Back to the Future. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't warped. They were just disappearing. Yeah, they were. They were leaking off the photo. <laughs> My sister, where she's? Where she's gone? What is? <laughs> oh man! Can I ask something? And I, 
is it ever explored? Did I miss something? Why does um, Ryuji, who's the ex-husband and the father of, of the boy, why why is he uh, gifted with these special powers? He just has the ability. Remember, this is a foreign film and... I'm okay with that. I just didn't know if, I love if it was ever ex- if I missed something where it was explained, or if it's ever explained in other sequel prequels or in the. Book. Well, that's one thing about this no, series that they helps. that you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit for that part. In this series, it just seems like there's people with sp- these special abilities. Look, we're talking yeah, about a, a you know a, a dead girl who was supposedly alive in a well for 28, 30 years. I I suspend my disbelief. That's fine. I just didn't know if it was ever explored because. You know, and I was, I was, I guess, kind of caught off when he's at his apartment and they're watching, uh, and she makes him the copy of the video and he's watching it. And then that girl who uh, becomes the main character in part two, Takano, shows up. I th- is he dating her or is she, or is she yeah. genuinely just his assistant? They don't say that. The implication in the, in the American remake is that that's what's going on uh, here. Yeah. That's it's what I got from this here. too, though. I, I got that yeah. from this, that they were like lovers. I can see that. I can it, see it, that. It, they're boning. because they... They kind of just presented it like she's the assistant who's just looking for her professor's uh, what happened to her professor in the sequel. But you guys are talking about him having abilities, but in the American movie, the boy just had abilities for no reason. Nobody's questioning that. Yeah, and that's something that American films do, and you and you just don't, and you usually just either accept it or you dislike it. Whereas usually these films explore everything more. I always find you talked about earlier the American uh, film diving deeper into the mythology where I always find that to be true of the Japanese films. That's why I asked with this specific character. Yeah, they don't explain why. It's it's It, it doesn't hurt the film for me. I like the character. No, it helps. You know? it, 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 it's, you know, it's a, a way to show more that, you know, because otherwise you only get to learn so much about her mother, you know, Shizuku and her father or her Whatever stepfather, whatever you yeah, want to call it. I, yeah, because Shizuku clearly has some sort of, uh, you know, mental powers, and oh yeah, and and Sadako has some even stronger powers, and I love that scene at the uh, demonstration. Oh, it's great, isn't and, it? And I even I I mean I'm, I don't want to jump ahead, but I even love the fact that they really just continue on and dive deeper into in, into these characters and the backstory from one in part two. Yes. I was a little confused. The the old man at the inn, is he the sole surviving cousin that they that they reference? Is that who he is? Is he Shizuku's cousin? The long what old gray, man. The old the old man at the inn with the long gray hair. The old man at the inn. I think his name was like Takashi or something. Takeshi. I, I didn't know he was a relative at all. Wow. I I think he's a relative because he talks about her. I think they they he, they reference like oh, you know. Sole surviving member or something. I could, I could be wrong. Well, wait a I, minute. Yeah, Sadako's oh Sadako's uncle who runs it in. He's Sadako's uncle. I'm looking oh, at Wikipedia. His name is Toshiba. Takashi. <laughs> Toshiba. Yeah, he's a real TV. <laughs> Are you talking about Takashi? He's Sadako's uncle. Yoshi. So he, no, Yoshi is the child. <laughs> Yo. Yoshi, no, yeah, th- Yoshi is the is the child. No, I'm talking. I thought about Yoshi Island. was a dinosaur from Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi's Island, yes. No, no I'm right. Wait a minute right. now. I'm right. You're talking about the the original place where the kids went and rented the video, where above the well, where where she was buried. Yeah, where where uh, they go back to at the end, 
and uh, and no one will talk to her. And then she meets him on the uh, on the, he's talking to him on the beach. Ryuji's talking to him on the beach, and he says, and Ryuji whispers that uh, frolics in brine. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Something be thine, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah, goblins be thine. Yeah, yeah. goblins be be thine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, Sadako's uncle. So that was Shizuki's brother, evidently. Shizuko's wow. brother. Okay. I'm trying to piece it together because there's a lot of characters and sometimes it's tough, especially in, in Asian films, I find, to stay on top of who's who. Because he, well, becomes, you. You know, he becomes a, a pivotal character in part two also. It's, it's all in the rise. <laughs> it's in their eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I like their relationship. I like their relationship between Asakawa and um, what's his name? Ryuju? Mm. Ryuji? Whatever it is. That's what I'm <laughs> right. No, I, I like the way it worked. Uh, it's like later on when they're talking and, you know, he, he really, he cares for her. You can, you can see that there's something there, but something, you know, something's off. But he, he's like, I, I, we never should have had a child and you talking later. But at the same time, he's doing everything he can to, to still protect both of them. Oh, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Just, just, there's, there's something beneath the surface there and we don't get the whole backstory and we don't need it. See, that's the thing in the American remake and that's typical of American films that they, they have to explain everything. That's what I like about this. They don't have to explain it. You just watch the movie. It is what it is. And in the remake, he says, remember he approaches him at that one point and goes, you know, I just wasn't ready to be a father or something. He tells him, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 yeah it, especially it's in, relationship, in a relationship like this, it's more mysterious, you know, what really happened. But, and you can see yeah. that there's sadness and pain and, and regret and all these emotions yeah. in, in both of their faces and, and, and the way they talk to each other, but there's, they still share the, the common joy of, of having the boy. And that's what, the uh, what brings them together, obviously is to, to save him. Right. And She's ready to give up. He's he's not. He's like, yeah. no. Oh, yeah. He gives her a nice good slap to the face. Right. He's like, bitch, get your shit together, get in the well, and start filling buckets. <laughs> yeah, man. He pushes it. He's like, come on. We got to save the, she, we gotta save she, the she boy. She pulled an absolute Dave and was like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. She did say, what's the point? <laughs> oh, that's great. I do like the idea that her father wasn't human. Oh, they, that's they, great. I even wrote that in my notes. Maybe her father wasn't human. I dig that. That's a great line. Dude, Cause... something is up. This is like Lovecraftian shit mm-hmm. again. Because you see her talking to something that it's all about the sea. It's all about in the water. The, there's creatures in the water. And you see that, um, what's her name? That her mother, uh, Rizoku, uh, Shizuku, she was you know, talking to the sea in, in, in a language that her husband said wasn't human. So she has some type of conversation with these freaking beings in the sea, you know? Yeah. And, and and she's got the same thing, uh, you know, with the sea. So it's like there's something going on there. And, again, they don't dig too deep into it. They touch upon it more in, this, in the sequel and the prequel. But, I mean... I like the fact that they leave things out there. They just kind of say something, and they just leave it at that. I do like the American remake when they explore everything. What's up with the horses? What's up with the volcano? What's up with every little thing, the ladder, and everything they show in the video? That is fun for that kind of movie. I, I get that. But for this movie here, just with the source material they had of the book and you know, with Nakata getting this orchestrated, I think they, they do it perfectly here. 
I don't know. I and coming out of the TV at the end, it's just epic stuff. I mean, I sit on the cake. That's a scary. That is scary uh, shit. Good effect. That's where the true horror comes out because they only they only tease you with it throughout. I like it, and here's just the one thing I just like that the American version did a little more. And I know it's and you know I talked to a friend about this, and he said, "Well, she's a ghost, not a zombie," and and, and it's still it, it doesn't matter either way. But why wasn't she wet? She wasn't horny enough. <laughs> <laughs> You missed the spot. <laughs> Wet, huh? Hashtag me too. Because she's coming out of the well. That's clearly where this vengeful, vengeful spirit is born, especially when we learn later on watching the prequel, you know, because in this one, we just get the image of uh, of the doctor, Dr. Kuma, you know, bashing Sadako and dumping her into the well, you know, but we learn later on in the sequels and prequels that, you know, she's she's alive down there and... <laughs> Well, there you go. There's your answer. She's alive down there for 30 years. Yeah. So it makes sense that, that her ghost, when it finally does come out, wouldn't be wet because <laughs> she was freaking dry for 28 years. But she's down there in the water is what I'm saying. Well, like She's the, down there, but she's trying to climb out. You can see them freaking the, – the that's what, that's what, that, And that's even more the reason why I asked because you see her presented in this, you know, as this – tortured spirit trying to escape there ripping her nails off trying to climb the sides of the well which clearly she's wet in so it's it's a minor quibble i think people get the impression that i like hate the movie when i ask all these things or point out things that i'm like oh why didn't they just do this but but you know just for the sake of uh of conversation i just you're right just just a little i get you i do get you maybe maybe it would have been cooler if she was wet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I want a bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> oh, be a lot cooler if she was wet. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about it. So she was wet in the American, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean she was okay. she was a soggy swamp <laughs> monster in the uh in the American version. The soggies. Yeah, I can barely remember that part. But, but uh no, I'm, I mean it's it's still effective. And uh, of course, the uh, the way they the, the way she decides to uh, have Yochi or Yoki, Yochi, pass on the uh, pass on the tape at the end. Who they decide to use? Oh man, brutal. Yeah, man. Oh man, that's like. Ugh. Do you think she asked him and, and told him what was going on, and the grandpa was like, "Of course," or do you think she just was like, "Grandpa, watch this." Yeah, I know, right? I don't know. I, I was thinking about that. I mean, we're not at that movie yet, but my yeah. my impression my impression is that nothing was ever said because of the fact that that Yochi is is silent in part two. Well, why would the tape be there? Well, no, they show it to the grandfather, but my my point is is that the mother forces him to, and uh, you know, doesn't say anything to her father. Really, she's gonna kill her father for no reason to save her son. I think so. Yeah. Why though? The, Why couldn't she just pass it on? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you know what I mean? If you have a kid, and you gotta pass it on to somebody, okay, let, let's call dad. Okay, you're not gonna say, hey dad, now you gotta get this thing and whatever, give it to somebody else. You're just gonna say, ah, fuck them, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Would you kill your father for no reason? Well, that, you know, that, you know what? I, I didn't even think about that. But why? Why wouldn't he be talking to his mother? Because she even references that that he that he blames her. For, for grandpa's death. 
Yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're starting to mix movies, but yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that because if she could have been like, here, you watch this and you know, show it to you know Bob down the street <laughs> later. Right, show it to a classmate for all I care. I don't care who you show it to. Right, you show right. it to a classmate. You know what I mean? Just don't you know? Don't show it to my. I mean, if you are this this woman, who are the people you are closest to? Your your child, your parents, and uh, maybe your significant other. Uh, well, your significant other's been whacked. That's the end of him. You you want to save your child. I don't think that the guy you're going <laughs> to sacrifice is your father. I, I, I don't know. That leaves a little... Uh, yeah, that, I didn't even think of that. That leaves a little bit of... Uh, yeah, but of, don't... You know. I know what you're thinking, but you can't hold that against this movie. That's not a strike against this movie because that's when this movie ends, I'm just assuming it's going to be passed on. You know what I mean? That they're, they're gonna yeah, yeah. you always yeah. look at it going back, basing it off of sequels and franchise. I know, I know, it's right. a solo movie. Just like when we reviewed right. Halloween, I'm like, how do you know he was following his sister? Like, it's not his sister. Yeah, I'm like, right. fuck, you're right. right. How did yeah, I that, not realize that? Cause like, that's, yeah, man, you can't judge that. We'll get to two when we get to it. For right now, as one, don't. I'm just saying, don't, don't, don't make that as a strike against this film because. Yeah. And that how was cool was that happened. video library? I want to know what those other tapes were. Oh, probably porno. Yeah. Probably you know, tenac- ten- tentacle porn. Yeah, oh yeah. Or yeah. hentai. <laughs> <laughs> and people are listening going, how is he spouting off so many different variations of Japanese porn so quickly? Nice. Well, I can <laughs> tell you what, it's all censored. <laughs> it is. They have blurred genitals. That's why they they aren't they aren't taken very very seriously. Isn't that crazy? Blurred crazy. genitals in porno. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Do they show the um the money shot or no? I don't, don't know. know. I think See, I, I, I always think they, shut it off. I think so they I, just I show know. the uh the face after the week of watching the video, just the uh the expression on the face, that silent scream. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Japanese porn ends. Like yeah. the shot in the ring. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh man. Okay, listen. I, I'm more curious about what you what you guys are gonna say than, than me because I'm I'm way high on the film, I'm way high on it. So I want to know where you guys are first. Well, you although I mean, you guys you guys did most of the talking here. Uh, like well, I said, solid 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 ghost story, uh, great ideas, fast paced. It's an eight out of ten. That's that's a solid score. Yeah, that that's fair with me. Yeah. I gotta be honest, you know, Dave, you know, talked me up a little bit with some things, especially with with perspective. It is important, and especially when reviewing films for for the sake of others, you know, maybe checking them out for the first time to uh, to to look at it as a standalone film, especially when you have you know a franchise which builds this whole uh, this whole world around it, and then you can go back and find faults in earlier ones. But uh, you know, I was. I, I was actually a tiny bit lower than where Christian was, but you you wow. talked me up to to a, a solid eight out of ten. I just want to say I love the scene when when she finds her in the well and and she pulls the hair off and it's the skeleton. That's a really cool scene. Oh, isn't it? Love oh. that. Love that. Yes. Yeah. But no, re- really, really solid film. I was I was probably like in the seven and a half range, but uh, solid eight. You know, with with, uh, with this conversation. Nice. Wow. Well. Well, as for me, I'm I'm way high on it. Just watching this is like the sixth or seventh time I've seen this movie. And just watching it this time, 
I was like, you know what? Uh, this movie is just, uh, again, it's, it's very influential. For when it came out, it, it just, I wish I would have seen it back in nine, 98, in the early days. I, I wish I would have seen it when it first dropped to truly get the experience. But I try to put myself, you know, in, in that perspective of, you know, when it came out and, and what was happening, you know, the scope of, of the horror genre. Man, I don't know. Something about this movie, to me, this comes off as an all-time classic now. Seeing what it spawned, seeing what, how it became the American ring and how the American ring became this freaking larger-than-life thing in the States that was, like, spoofed all over the place and the girl coming through the TV and the long-haired girl and all that stuff is all synonymous now. It's all because of this movie. This movie is, is huge. To me, it, it's a, a classic movie in the horror genre and it just watching it this time at all just hit hit me the right way and i'm 100 percent on it i love it i think it's a masterpiece and i'm i'm all in man so seven so seven out of ten man <laughs> ten 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 i i love I keep it keep hearing seven it's like dude <laughs> no i have a big three asian movies Okay, I'm wrong. Now it's a big four. This this belongs right up there for me. Christian's got a big four in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Give or take an inch. <laughs> we got Battle Royale. Yeah. We got Tale of Two Sisters. Jew on the Grudge, and we and we have this. Uh, to me, are, are the the big four. You know, you got the Fab Four for the for the French. Well. You got the um the big four for 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 Japan. Well, not all Japan, whatever. <laughs> but still, th- to me, this goes right along with them. I think this movie is, is fantastic. So, I'll shut up about it now. But I, I that's man, cool. No, that's, that's cool. awesome. And I kind of suspected it. Did you really? Well, you've always blew this series. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sounds like you're like doing it right now. <laughs> in my <laughs> mouth, and it came in my mouth. We don't mix the the. the <laughs> yeah, he's always don't, been more. He's always been blowing Juwan, but yeah, uh, Juwan's my jam. Yes, yes. Ring, like I've always really liked this movie, and uh, I've only seen the other ones once, so it's not for me to really say until tonight. But no, no, Juwan is my series. Those those first four movies, I tell you what, love it. Get your Juwan. But yeah, maybe we get to talk about them someday. Maybe it'll be a Patreon perk. I don't know. But anyway, let's move on, shall we? All right, so we want to jump into a uh, a triple R. Let's do yeah. it. What's the triple R, <laughs> B? Uh, let's go right into 2010's Devil. This one is written by M. Night Shyamalan, but directed by John Eric Dowdle. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Uh, a group of people are trapped in an elevator, and the devil is mysteriously amongst them. Nice. You know what? I forgot to say uh, who these movies are for. Go ahead. Uh, these, these movies are for for everyone. They are for everyone, but for the for the for the, the <laughs> sake of the of, of the the Patreon picks, Kevin Corpy picked the um the Ring trilogy. Devil here is from Gary, and Starry Eye Starry Eyes. Is from our homie Scott. <laughs> the other movie you were referencing is a pirate movie called Starry R's. <laughs> <laughs> I was combining triple R's and starry eyes. <laughs> starry R's. <laughs> nice. Uh, I've watched this movie a lot since 2010, and I've always loved it. 
the performances, the contained horror. Donanelli gave it one star what? on his letterbox. One star. I couldn't be further away from that. Well, I, right. I guess I could be a little further away from that. But <laughs> I'm so far away from that. It's shocking to me. He said there was next to no tension. And I think this is filled with tension. I just love everything about it. It does have a little of the M, M. Night forceness to it. I, I The only way I can explain it is if you've seen, well, any one of his films, but I'll take Last, for instance, as one of his most recent. He always, sends, he always seems to have a character that spouts the most exposition-driven dialogue. It's we, usually him. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. We do have that here. It's not quite as heavy-handed in this movie, but my overall feelings are very positive for this film. I think it's tension-filled. I love the build. It's fast-paced. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. It's in, it's yeah. out, it's done. And it's so great. You're, ta- you're, you're clearly talking about Ramirez, you know, talk, basically narrating you know, the story that his grandmother used to tell him which, which is fine because that's all he's doing is narrating the story that his grandmother's telling him yeah but do you feel like it becomes heavy-handed especially when like when the cop uh with the, with the link to ask him you know like you know hypothetically if if this story were true how would it play out and he's like oh in the story yeah you know that is that's that, that a, is a M-90, that's a night m90 <laughs> we'll yeah, call that an m90 I that. i'm a yeah. huge m night fan i really am and uh and I enjoy this film a lot. I don't know if I'm going to be as high as you are, but it's it's got my boy Logan Marshall Green in there, who's really becoming just a like a huge actor now. I mean, he did Upgrade, which was phenomenal. Of course, he did The Invitation, which honestly I've been thinking about this for a while. It might be my favorite film since 2000 in terms of, of horror esque. I know it might not nice. be straight up horror, but oh, we know you love it. Yeah, I really do, and and it's all because of his performances and the performances of, of that cast. And you could tell even in this one, I don't think he gets to shine as much as uh, he could have. You know, he's he's a talented guy. And I do like, there are some solid actors in here. I do think it misses the mark in some areas, specifically within the story of, you know, going so deep within the existence of a devil and, and all that. And it doesn't bring up the existence of a god until like the last sentence of the movie and at that point just hearing that makes a lot of the actions that happen within the film kind of doubt whether that would even be true which i don't like if you're gonna go all in with a devil being being real then god has to be real and, and certain things in the movie shouldn't have happened or should have played out differently and i'm talking specifically with the innocent people who are trying to help getting killed they should have been saved miraculously at the last second yeah but that's Somehow. not how it, that's not how it works because then you can always question like why does a war exist because if there's a god why why is there you know famine and why is there war yeah. and why is there so i but i i totally hear you but i love that kicker of a last line like it, it, it's it's great because if all this evil exists then that means there is a god yeah I, maybe I just gotcha. like the idea of here, so. you know, the devil's playing a game with his victims. Like God is around, you know, you know, making sure he's playing fair would have been kind of like a cool little, cool little thing. Like, you know, Dwight who goes down to fix the elevator falls and, you know, I don't know if he impales himself or breaks his neck or whatever, but somehow if he had survived in that fall and it's like, it's, it's unexplainable to fall that far, you know, he should have broken every bone in his body, you know, it just, well, and somebody said like, Oh, there must've been something else at play here. Like that would have been like ah. <laughs> well, there's a couple of I mean the 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 forcedness of some of the script elements of like the 
the girlfriend of um, the mechanic that's going in for a job interview. Oh, he came in. He didn't know uh, what to do with his tools. Like, that seemed all very... Why did they even have to worry about him going off frame with the tools and everything like that? It just seemed kind of weird. And the fact he, that she had to bring that up. like He could have brought the tools with him. But yeah, I, I get it. They needed a it, way to have the reveal of the tools be like, could he have done all this with the elevator with that just for that one little like, yeah. oh my god, it might be him. But yeah, I, yeah. I know. It was so yeah. it was for that was a force exposition dialogue moment, which I'm okay with. I'm just saying there's another example. Oh, I had another one too, but it, it just escaped me now as well. As I mentioned, I've probably watched this I don't want to say the most out of any film, because I think the Friday the thirteenth has still eclipsed this. But from a newer film, from a movie that has been made in the last 10 years, I've probably watched this the most out of a lot of the newer films. I don't know. It just is an easy watch. I find it it very satisfying. It's well filmed. I do love that opening with the upside down shots. It just kind of sets it off great. It's and, a great shot. It's just it's a sense of dread from the beginning. Here it is. We're, we're entering a world where... It's turned upside down and shit's about to go down. It's 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 almost literal in what it's saying that shot, and it looks cool. And when it's revealed of who the devil is, it's it's rather terrifying and creepy. Like so, I mean, it, it there's some moments of tension and, and, and creepiness here. Every time the light starts to flicker, there's a sense of dread. Yeah, um, the few things that I would have liked because they they talk about the story. And sorry, Dave, feel free to hop in at any moment. Just tell us to shut up. Yeah, but, we're doing uh, we're doing the opposite now. Yeah, uh, you know, they talk about a suicide brings about the presence of the devil and then and then the wicked are punished. That's like one of the lines of the film. So that original suicide with the guy jumping, uh, guy jumping out the building, I would have liked to have known who that was and why he committed suicide. And I'm thinking he was probably a victim of I'm getting the character cutting room four. (laughs) I'm thinking he was a victim of them maybe trying to tighten up the pace of the movie. I bet you anything. There's a longer version of this movie that explains who that guy is in more detail. It's the, 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 I'm thinking he's a victim of what's his name of, um, the salesman, Vince, the guy in the elevator, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was going to go up to see him. Be a good actor. I, I like him a lot. He's married to, um, Oh my God. What's her name? The, Super hot redhead from Mad Men with the huge boobs. Jessica oh. Chastain? Yeah. No. Uh, you know. know she's a redhead. That's all I know. That's her name. That's oh what I thought, God. actually, Dave. But I guess I'm... Between the redhead, Chris, I know. Christina Hendricks. Oh, oh, Christina Hendricks from Neon he, Demon. Wow. Yeah, he's married to Christina Hendricks. Yeah, and uh, he happens to be a good actor. And I almost wish, not only would I like to have known, which I can buy that it, it was a victim of him, because I believe... The letter that they get that says Vince McCormick on it when they realize that's him who's trying to sell these mattresses in the elevator. I believe that's the that's the office that he jumped from this guy. So maybe he was waiting to have a meeting with him or something. But it would have been nice to have like one little uh, yeah connection. Yeah. But also, I would have liked because M. Night does these films where, where it's almost like everything, a lot of things become a twist, where if maybe they almost presented all the characters in a way where they were likable. You got a sense from the very beginning that, that everybody in this elevator was guilty. And they really only present the mechanic, Tony, as really the only likable guy. See, I don't... I think they build on that. Like, at first you don't know anything about anybody, and as they build, really you just think the mattress salesman's a little bit obnoxious. And, and I love the... Um, 
the temp security guard and how they build on that. And it, it, he's got it. He's got an. He's got an attitude. He seems nasty. He looks nasty. Everybody just and you know. Vince is very conniving. The, the old lady is just very, uh, very rude. And the the other one is very, you know, hoity-toity. The uh, the rich one who keeps marrying and divorcing rich uh, husbands, and uh, you just get the sense where it's like if you're presented with these like five characters who just look like, like, oh my god, I really feel for these guys. What's going on? Why is this happening? How how can this be? Again, it's all in the title too. So. <laughs> You kind of get a sense that you're probably not going to be dealing with likable characters simply from watching a movie called Devil. <laughs> to me, this says everything because uh, you you guys know how I feel about the show. This to me is like a extended version of a Twilight Zone episode, and that that's what I that's what I, it's always reminded me of. That's why in a good or bad it. way. No, in a good way. Okay. When I say Twilight Zone, it's it's almost always going to be complimentary. <laughs> you know. Okay, but, I just didn't know if you meant like like. It overstated oh, welcome. I see what it you're should saying. Have been a no, short, no, 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 no. Okay. But it was still short. That's what was smart about it. Yeah. This would have been an hour forty movie. It would have overstated its welcome. But it's like you said, it's, it's a buck twenty. Boom, boom, boom. In and out. You get everything you know. And that's what I. That's what I. I own this movie. This is the second time I've seen it, though. I think I blind bought it. And so this is the second time I've watched my blue. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. The thing is. The only complaint I have, and it's not really a complaint, it's just a, um, something I'm going to say, an observation, I suppose. I can't see myself watching this a whole lot of times unless maybe I'm watching it with people that I haven't seen it before. But I don't know about the rewatch value because of the mystery, which, by the way, I figured out halfway through the movie where it was going to go. And I was like, so I, which is cool. It's nice when I figure it out, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, well. Then the second time I was like, hmm. okay. You figured out who but, was the devil? Yeah, I figured out who was the devil like halfway through. Because I, I used deduction. I was like, well, who would I think wouldn't be? Because that's what yeah. I would know who's, if I'm It's almost like who's the most unassuming. Right. That's like, what I'm yeah. going as I'm writing it. I'm thinking that, so what is it going to be? You know yeah, what but I mean? They, but don't but, they fuck you up with the, with the way that the movie plays out to kind of shit on your whole theory? Well, True, but not not really because if that is so, what is revealed makes perfect sense. If you take somebody out of an equation, you know what I mean. Then I I, I get what you're saying. We're trying to be, we're trying not to spoil a, a movie that's nine years old, but still, and it's respectable, okay. but and respectable. Respect, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I said the first time. <laughs> um, but but towards the end of the movie, when it got down to the freaking the nitty gritty, there it it wouldn't have made sense for me. For either of those characters to be that way, so that's why that's when my mind started going. I didn't think about that other person doing it until much later in the film, when it would when I, then when I said to myself, "Okay, here's what they're gonna do. All fingers are pointing to everybody here. If you're gonna try to do something really cool at your movie, this is what you should do." And they did, and he did. If you're gonna give Shyamalan the credit, that's fine. I get it. So he did a good job. He did what I would have done if I was writing it. So that's fine. But I still guessed it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if that impacts me the second time around or not, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, as far as what you guys were saying earlier about the devil and God and God not being there, 
the thing is, this is what the devil gets to do every so often. It doesn't happen much, but when it does happen, it's talked about. That's why there's that little speakeasy thing going on with the um, the Latino guy talking about it and everything else. But, I mean, they're not going to advertise God's miracles. How many times do you hear that, you know, there was a bad delivery and this child shouldn't survive the night and it's one of God's miracles? You know, you could say many things are God's miracles that happen, a lot of near misses. So they don't have to point every little one out. So why can't God have his little interventions in the world and, and Satan have his at the same time? I dig it. I do dig it. I just, I'm praising the movie. I, 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 I do enjoy it. I just don't know about the rewatchability for me. Mm-hmm. And again, well, it's, it's an easy watch. That's well, it. You know. Yes, I'm it not is. saying I'm not saying like I, I I know the reveal now, but I enjoy I enjoy the ride, and I enjoy that factor and the fact that it's a quick in and out. I don't know why I've rewatched it so many times, but I I have. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know the I'm reason why yet. Like I said, I think this is now my fifth time watching the movie. I, mm-hmm. I honestly might have seen it around that many times too, and even though I I feel like I'm I'm not praising it as much as you, I still enjoy it, and I'm always thinking about like what could have made it even better. And uh, yeah, like absolutely. you said, some of the things were forced. The you know the devil always kills the last person in front of you know the, the last victim in front of the person they love most. You know, felt a little forced, but then you know mm-hmm. at the end of that line, it says to make cynics of, of us all. It's almost like to you know, to recruit more people to the dark side. It's like really, really kind of cool, actually. But I almost wish that Ramirez, our, you know, narrator and what was the cop's name? I keep forgetting. I don't know, but that Logan, uh, but, but Markowitz, Markowitz, that's the best part of the film for me this time around. As I'm going into it, I'm thinking, OK, the people are in the elevator. I know how it's going to turn out. I know it's going to be some cool stuff with tension that I probably forgot about. But to me, the best parts of the film was everything on the outside of the elevator, which is it's a it's complimentary for me to say that. No, it's they're all very good. They're all very good. But I wish character. I wish with these two characters specifically, I wish they were not privy to seeing the devil do its deed in the end. I wish that they did not get to see how it played out in the end in the elevator and that there was some sort of rational explanation in the end for everybody except for who was in the elevator. Yeah. So this way, this way, then <laughs> that it becomes would be cool. sort of like a test of blind yeah. faith for him to forgive Tony. There's a bit of a stretch there that they're together, but again, I'm accepting of it. Well, that makes sense, though. That's that's the devil's design. Yeah, exactly. So. exactly. I know. Yeah, I mean, I really actually like about that. I do like that. I just don't think. I think the confession was kind of a forced thing. That, I think they were, well, that's where I'm going. Uh, sorry, let me clarify. Yeah. That's where I'm going with it, Dave. Is right. that part of it? However, yep. it, it was done in a very quick way, so a forced way to get to get that confession out. Yes and no. Yes, it was it was quick, and, and it did, and it does feel kind of forced. But I feel like Tony's. I feel like his acting is is really so strong that that you just get a sense just from looking at him in the elevator throughout the whole film that, that he is genuinely remorseful and that he's carried this with him for five years. It shows on his face that he's just clearly unhappy. And, you know, he went off to, I think he talks about being in, in Iraq. And and so he's, you know, he's, you could see he's an unhappy guy. Yeah. Yeah, So, so I do like that about him. And the one thing that we didn't mention that I really, really love that I kind of, I don't know why I never really paid attention to this much. 
you know, they're trying to check the sign-in sheets to see who didn't sign in. Oh, yeah. And they think that the old woman signed in because they think her name is Jane Kowski. And then it turns out that that's his last name, Janikowski. I was like, holy shit, I don't think I've ever really paid attention to it. But that's actually a really cool little little twist, Tony Janikowski. Yeah. I like, I really like that this time. So it was, uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's a short, entertaining film. It's not my favorite M. Night film. I know he didn't direct it, but it's, it's not, it's certainly. There's something about it that I've, I'm just intrigued by. And by no means, there's not a 10 out of 10. Like, there are, it's not a perfect film by any means. And, And like I said, we've always said there's no film that's perfect, but you'll, you'll say perfect to me or whatever. I'm at like an eight and a half. I'm just saying it's it's a very solid film for me. Wow, that's I'm I'm wow. Yeah, it's cool. I'm happy for him. I am. I am too. I mean, I I really I do enjoy it, but I you know, and and you've actually talked me up, Christian. For the first two movies now, I've been talked up, but I it's it's a solid seven for me. And I'm glad. I'm glad it's a seven. Yeah. And I'm a little higher. I'm 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 at that. I, I threw that quarter in there. I'm seven and a quarter. Oh wow! I wow! I, I, sh- I, really... I shaved the balls of the shaft, and I gave it that quarter inch uh, curve. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There is something funny I want to point out, though. Something that happened in the movie when when uh remember that one scene when um the girl gets stabbed with that thing, and they think that it's the one guy that did it, uh, the freaking, you know, the shady guy, the business Oh, man. yeah, in and her it, back, where she thinks she got bit on the back. Yeah. Right, and then the lights go off, and it happens, and he goes, hold on a second, what is, hold on, I wrote it down here. <laughs> oh, okay, he's got lights on, and then they looked at it, and, and he says, oh, he goes, they see that there's blood on him uh, near his body, like on his person, and it was also on him, and then the old lady looks at him and he's like, Oh, she slammed into me. And then she, and then she goes, so you cut her. She said, <laughs> <laughs> I got this <laughs> she slammed into me. So you cut her. <laughs> oh, that and great. Matt Craven, oh. who plays the other security guard, very likable. Like, yes, that's what they, they, they managed to, to wedge in. So you're talking about maybe the people on the elevator, not being likable for you. But the ones that are outside of the elevator are quite likable. Yeah, and it's not that they're yeah. not likable on the elevator. I mean, they're not supposed to be likable. I almost wish it was a little bit more concealed for the sake of, like, reveal. Like, the devil, like, it's almost like, why is the devil messing with these genuinely good people where the secrets come out a little slower? But again, we're only talking about 80 minutes. But I did absolutely like the acting, especially with the characters outside as well, because... Usually in these types of movies, when a cop comes in and talks to the security guard, he's usually like, go get me a cup of coffee, asshole. Whereas here, like, everybody was sort of involved and everyone was getting along and it just felt like, it felt more genuine. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. Agreed. I'm glad you guys, everybody liked it, at least. So that, oh, yeah. Yeah. Love M. Night. Big M. Night. Definitely. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Ring 2. <laughs> what a Ring title. <laughs> Yeah, ring two. One I, year later, nineteen ninety nine. I'm really so, curious about this. What you guys are gonna say about this movie? Huh, I'm trying to look for a decent short description here because they're all kind of uh... short, long. Who gives a fuck? Okay, Ring Two takes place a couple of weeks after the first film, directly continuing the story and features most of the cast from Ring reprising their roles. I'm just gonna leave it at that because the IMDb description is sort of like a summary of the whole movie. 
And, and I think, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk about it, so they'll get an idea of the continuation. Well, although I love the ghost story aspect of the first one more, this plays out much more like a horror film. And I actually think I preferred it. And not ah, only that, wow. not wow. only that, I love how they worked the sequel in of the direct continuation, taking That's characters great. from the first. I love that aspect. I like that too. Now, the story, don't get me, the ghost story comp uh, the component, much stronger in the first one because it, it is the setup. It, it, it's the, well, it underlines everything. But this movie is such a cool follow-up. Yes. I could tell, it's, I feel like I'm by myself here by saying it, 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 it's my preference to the uh, I gotta the two. be honest, I said that to somebody because I was watching this as I was kind of texting people and I said, I think I prefer part two to part one. As I was watching it, in the end, I'm ah. not so sure I feel that way. I, I did feel like some things became a little little wonky for me, but uh, there are a lot of positives here, especially the way it started. I love that we just go right into like the morgue and, and the whole reveal that uh, yeah. the body of Sadako has only been dead for a year and a half or two, yet she's been in that well for 30 years, so like... That's immediately just like like a Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's that's freaky as hell. Like, what was she eating down there for twenty eight years? Crayfish. Crayfish. <laughs> she bred crayfish for twenty eight years. The mother and child, Reiko and Yochi, have disappeared. You know, we learn about the, you know, the well being on uh, the doctor's property, and that he's di he died recently after he sold it, and. And then it just, it, you know, picks up with, with Takano, the assistant slash girlfriend of the father from part one, sort of uh, trying to find out what happened. And uh, we go from there into a whole new investigatory process. <laughs> investigatory? What the fuck? Is that a word? Yeah, I'll take it. Which at first you kind of like going, really? We're focusing on her? But it works. It I does. Get, it does. I can tell David's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? They're better than the first movie. Are you fucking crazy? Enlighten us. No, 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 no. It, it, it's really what good sequels do is what it did. This is a tale of two halves, as far as I'm concerned. What, what you see in the first half, and then what you see in the second half. Are, are, are you torturing two... someone there, Dave? I just, <laughs> <laughs> that is actually uh, Mortal Kombat. And, it sounds uh, like somebody in a well. Yeah. <laughs> Investigatory is a word, by the way. <laughs> yeah, look it up. <laughs> I didn't know. I said it, and I'm like, what did I just say? Masturbatory. That's all I thought. That's a dessert. So, <laughs> no, listen. What they did to begin this movie made, made sense. To, you know, sometimes you have to take those, you know, those characters that are, you know, supporting characters in the first movie and make them into your leads. And I get that, and, and you go along the same the same mythology and, and you film it the same way and you had that same style. I respect that. I respect everything they did for the first half. Then it gets weird. And then they, but then, then they bring back the character. They bring back Asagawa and, and Yochi from part one in, in a, in the weirdest of ways and don't True. explain why. True. They just and appear. It seems yeah. they just appear. It doesn't I, make sense. Why they disappear. If the, why are they going to disappear if they're just going to appear them? Why didn't he go to school for all that time? And it's never explained. You think that they're missing and all of a sudden they show up. So you have that happening. 
it, I can overlook that, but that's where it starts to get, uh, you know, a little weird. But where it goes, where it goes in the freaking in the third act, it, it almost takes it to Exorcist two level. In a Just, negative way, with the water yes. shit. I liked yes. it. I, I actually liked it, but I I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree with you. It, it, it it's absurd, but the movie plays out more horrific. It's definitely more of a horror film, but it just became a little bit too, a little bit too. What? What? What's that? What's going on? Why are they doing this? Uh, part th- part three or part zeros? It, that was the one that did that to me, and we'll get. Uh, okay, yeah. this is the one that did it for me. Like you know, I like Takano's character, but why all of a sudden is she blessed with these powers now? Right. There it, you it, go. I mean, and that happened pretty early on, and I was still enjoying it very much, but. All of a sudden, she gets the division, and that's how they find um, Asakawa and Yoshi. She has these powers, and she's able to find him. She has the sense of Yoshi calling her, and she finds him randomly in the street. Yeah, it's unexplained. It's, it's just very, uh, it's, it's yeah. very unexplained. Because and there's even a scene where she's reminiscing, you know, and having flashbacks to her and Ryuchi, and then there's a scene where she sees him on a bench, and and he tells her right. like like the new power won't help her or something, and. That is it just, that's, a, that's it an odd scene too. Yeah, yeah, it becomes a little confusing, a little early, and only goes further downhill in that sense. It's, it's funny. The more we're you got, and we're only at the beginning here. I might have to like renege on what I said earlier because <laughs> I I do agree with you guys a bit. Like there, I was enjoying parts of this movie, and I think at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, this is more enjoyable from a horrific standpoint than the first, but. No, maybe from a story structure, the first is a more solid film. Yeah. I mean, this one tries to be like the first. I mean, she goes to to Reiko's workplace and she gets herself a reporter to investigate with. So they're like the new Reiko and Ryuji, the uh, Okazaki guy who uh, who interviews that student who who he ultimately screws in the end because she watches the tape and she says, you know, I'll give you the tape, but you got to promise to watch it within the week. And keep passing it on because she doesn't want to die. But then he locks it in his drawer. And it almost becomes like a separate movie with those two. I really wanted to love it. I'd seen it before. And I remember thinking that I I enjoyed it. And I knew that I liked it more than Ring 2 from freaking the States, which was a, a, a freaking steaming turd. So I knew that. But going back to revisit it this time, it started off strong. And then I just, it slowly got... I don't know. I, I, I just fell out of it because it had the same style, same director. It, it hit a lot of the same beats. I thought we were on our way here. And then it's just like it's it got convoluted. It's like they're yeah, throwing yeah. all kinds of stuff in that they didn't need to. Exactly. That's the, right? That's the worst problem. They didn't need to do that. They didn't do that in the first movie. The first movie was a, a an A to B with, with a good exactly. story. Yeah. This went to freaking A to B to – Let's let's throw all these different things against the wall. It was very, it was almost like an American sequel. Yeah, they they threw in this idea that everybody who was around people who died who were still alive had these this sort of psychic energy Power. now. Yeah, yeah like the girl this, had, had, the girl from the beginning of part one. Exactly, the survivor. And they're, trying, yeah. and they're trying to remove her psychic energy using water, and it just becomes <laughs> like what? What? And I'm and I, I just kind of like I, it kind of lost me. I can't disagree. I, I, I want to say, but it's still effective, but in scenes. But overall, maybe not so much. 
Well, in the second and the third, it's more about virus, but done in a different different way. The first movie, it's done in a video. Pardon me. The first book, it's done videotape. Mm-hmm. And then the second book, it's done by the printed word. And then the third movie, it has something to do with computers or some ridiculous type of thing. I can't even explain what it is, but they were doing something. So the inclusion, I believe, of this stuff with the water had something to do with something from the books. Because, again, you'll see that this is based upon the book. In the credits, that's what it says. So I, I maybe Hideo Nakata was trying to incorporate more more book stuff I- into the second movie. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe to do a solid because, you know, the guy, that's, the guy that wrote, uh, what's his name, Koji, um, I forget his name, but the guy that wrote the original Suzuki. books. Suzuki, okay. Uh, I maybe he wanted to, to to do more because he, you know, he did he did a lot of stuff from the first movie, but then he put his own spin on it. Maybe he wanted to incorporate some of that in here, and he just overcompensated or something. I don't know because you still see the talent there. And if you watch the other movie, if you watch uh, Rosin, which mm-hmm. was and it came out shortly after the original Ring. That's the weird thing. Ring came out, and then Rosin came out shortly after. And then, then Nakata and, and company went back to work on the other sequel, which came out a year later. And they said, okay, well, th- this is the official sequel. They went right to it. But if you look at, at uh, Rosin, and it, it's not, you know, doesn't have any of the production values, and it, it's also kind of weird in its own way. And I, I only seen it one time, and I wasn't necessarily, I remember preferring this one to it. And I probably still do. I have to watch that one again, now that I have the, the, the new... Uh, Era Blu-ray set, I, I will watch them all. But I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to do stuff like the book, but it just it's unfortunate because everything is there again. It's the same director. They're, they're hitting this a lot of the same beats. The production looks the same. The sound sounds the same. You're you're you're. you're it's a great jump off from the original. But like I said, where they go into the third act. I, I was drifting. There was some, and then the the sad part is there's good shots. There's some good shots of her climbing up the well and yeah. this and that, right? Good creepy atmosphere, good stuff. However, however, it's marred with a freaking clay-faced Sadako. <laughs> what the hell were they doing? And then it spoke when they had the clay face. You remember that? It was almost I laughable. I, I almost did, don't mind that though because it was yeah. it was the clay uh, remodeling of her face that they I that know. they built that that um that the uncle takes to bury at sea and that's what resurfaces in the pool so it, it kind of makes sense when they go into the pool and see it that it would be I, I, all right I, I I side with you even though I I didn't mind it I I get it now and, thinking about him just speaking but, and but yeah was, the the whole sorry. The whole psychic, I'm sorry, just the psychic energy and the psychic projection onto blank tapes and then Yochi's ability to manifest Shizuko and Sadako and Takano's ability to neutralize that. It's like, like what? Like, just stick with stick with the story you had. It was basic, but it was effective. Yep. You know, and just the, another version of the tape was out there. Okay, but right. please tell me, you don't, I, I really hope you don't prefer the third one to this. Or the zero to this, but we'll get there. I, just, I don't know I, why you're so anti. Okay, we'll get well, yeah, I, I can, I'll go ahead and say it. I really don't know what you got against the third one. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's boring, and and I feel like it's a contradiction of what they set up. But maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something. Wasn't she a kid? I, 
Wasn't she a fucking kid in the well? And now suddenly well, she's like, they explain, they explain uh, that. They well, explain that. Wedged. Yeah. Wedged. <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, they did they did a good job. Okay, ring two. It really starts good. You get the the thing with the corpse and, and the hair dripping down. It's haunting the friggin' guy. And uh, it's kind of funny because the um, for some reason when when the girl sees the tape in the bathtub, it makes her puke, which I found <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Why would you puke after seeing a freaking uh, it a like, mangled video? Was it like <laughs> melded in with like human remains though? Oh, is it human remains? Oh, maybe a... I'm maybe I'm wrong, but it was like all like fucked up. Oh well, this I was guess the was one. Pain. This was the one that had Christian's funny uh, that woman's face that he froze when uh, yeah. When the friend forces her image onto the TV. When the survivor of the first movie decides <laughs> that she's going to wreak like havoc on like the the old age home or whatever. I mean, it's a mental oh. institution. And that woman's like, oh, it was fucking <laughs> mwah. In it was, it was a funny face, but it didn't make sense. Why is Masami all of a sudden have psychic energy? And why is she she's walking, with, she's walking with a curtain and all of a sudden she says, I don't want the curtain. I'm going to go look at the TV. And then she projects her image of, of the tape onto there, even though she never saw the tape. Usually you guys don't talk me down. Usually I'm like, I I'm made, up my, I made my decision. Down, Cause I wasn't that low. I made my decision and I, I don't it. care. <laughs> and I liked it more than, but you know what? Yeah, I, I can admit, like, what I'm hearing you guys, and you're right. You're reiterating stuff that I thought about while watching it, but I, my enjoyment was still there. But it's fucking ridiculous. The it's only ridiculous. simplicity to the story is the reporter getting the tape from the girl. And the way that plays out, even though it feels like a completely different movie, in fact, it is similar to an, a different Japanese film. Very similar. Especially the way it ends for his character and, and, uh, that that last scene is actually pretty cool. That's the only time we actually see the tape. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the tape anymore. I guess it's more about the curse. Yeah, Which, but the curse just yeah. it just becomes too psychic energy and astral projection and all of this. I don't know what's going. I hear on. you. I think I blame the book. I think I blame excerpts from the book. The, yeah. the influence of it, I think, is is what what happened here. I don't know. That's the best I have, but. I like that stuff with the girl in the hospital. I think it was done well with the survivor. She doesn't want to see the TV. All that stuff was cool. And then when she goes up and, and all the people are freaking out, making the faces and collapsing, that was good stuff. Man, I like that. Yeah, but if they had explained it, like why all of a sudden? Like because she's not, touched by the curse. Even not, though she didn't see it directly, I don't need that deep of an explanation. Her life has been affected directly by... She saw her friend dying. She saw that look on her face, and I don't know. It 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 just it did things to her. You know, it's a curse. I don't that, that I'm okay with that. I don't need to be over explained for that. That's fine. You know what I mean? I, no, no. B, I I get what you're saying. It's not enough. I'm just saying that I can I can give it a pass. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just. For for the sake of, uh, of movie magic and and for a cool scene or or whatever, I I can dig that. It wasn't like a major thing that you know. It wasn't like a major plot point of the film. It was just kind of a you know a cool little thing they threw in there. It was like it, it, they and they they put that in 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 the American Ring. They put that scene in there, but not so much. They just showed the girl walking with a thing behind it, and then that was the end of it. You know, she doesn't want to see TVs. But this time they showed her why she finally did see a TV, and she freaking. Oh, hell broke loose. I don't know. I just thought it was a, a cool scene, I, I guess. But 
I think yeah. that that mirror scene towards the end was creepy, right before it went into all Exorcist Two land. Uh, the, what, what was that stuff about? Put the baby in the sea. What was all that about? Oh, uh, yeah, like putting her, like her, um, her like soul out to rest at sea. I forgot what it, what they said. Yeah, I don't know, but there there were things here. It just, like I said. <laughs> What he said. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that lady. Oh, that's funny. Bug out. Yeah. <laughs> that lady in the old. I had home. to send it. That was good. The old lady in the old age home. <laughs> Will the Patreon see that on the video or no? Or Possibly. Yeah. I, I don't know. Curious. I don't know. <laughs> Let us that's... know, Patreon. <laughs> but dude, to me, it does go exercised, ex- exercised, exorcist, two, type shit in the third act, where it's just like. You're just throwing all this crazy shit at me, and I it's it's unnecessary. It's like you're taking things that were really cool about the original and trying to over-explain it for no good reason. And making your main characters all of a sudden appear halfway through and then have put them in the background after that. I mean, I get having the other girl be the lead. It makes sense. That's what good sequels do. They take those secondary characters and they make the most out of it. I get that. But it's one or the other. Don't have both. I don't know. Maybe they should have killed somebody off. Well, I don't could, know. They, I, well, I, okay, I know what you're saying. But they kill her off pretty pretty quickly. You know, she, she kind of... And it's Takano's fault because she's, you know, she's going to turn them in. And then she feels bad at the last second and warns them only for them to run away and for... Reiko to get plowed over by a truck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was a good scene too. I yeah. like that. But it, but even the stuff at once they get to the end with you know, with the uncle putting the coffin out to sea, then all of a sudden he's you know, he's there at the pool. He's he's drowning himself. Oh, that's the uncle. Yeah, that's the that's the gray hair guy who I'm talking about from part one. The, the that's guy freaking who... what's his name? That was the, that was the guy that was her father. That would be her stepfather. That was the guy that was married to uh, Misako. No, that was Takashi. What? Yeah. You're trying to tell me that the guy that they went to visit in the freaking um the volcanic land, what that island of uh, Izu, the guy from the first movie, um, Shizuku's uh, husband. Revenge. No, huh? Shizuku's husband was Dr. Ikuma. No, 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 no. Not at all. Yes. What? <laughs> Dr. Ikuma is Shizuku's husband. No, that was that was her doctor, and they made a child together. But she was married to the other guy. That was her, her husband, that guy. No? Are you telling me I'm wrong all this time? <laughs> it was the same thing in the, in the American one. That was all this husband. time. We've watched this movie twice all this time. <laughs> yeah, but he was in the first movie too, and the same character was in the other movie. Cut. They were a married couple. It wasn't the uncle. That's why I was confused what you were saying before. And I think you said that the uncle ran a freaking uh, a cabin where they rented the video. Was he no, at the house where Mizuki lived or not? He was at the, the inn in the uh, in Oshiyama or wherever, wherever wherever the tape was made. Izu, I Z U. Okay, yeah. Peninsula. Okay. What I'm saying is this. They went to visit him, right? He's, he... not, he's not the husband. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. He's not the husband of Shizuku, though. Is he the same character who freaking electrocuted himself off in the tub in the American? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, for Christ. Okay. 
Could I have been wrong all this time and they were brother and sister? They weren't a married couple? It says Takashi Yamamura, Sadako's uncle, who runs an inn on Yoshima Island. Oh, I don't know, man. Now, <laughs> now I'm confused. Don't forget, I'm, I'm not claiming to be right because I've only seen these once, and it's been a while since I watched the American one, so I can't even draw the comparison. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who rented the videotape to them? Who had the freaking hotel above the, above the freaking, above the well? Right? Is that what you're talking about? That was... Ran an inn. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Running a gym. Running an inn. It was nice you rented the video. <laughs> you think I need all fucking sleep running an inn? No. The, the kids who died in part one stayed at, uh, what, Izu Pacific Land or something? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's where they rented the tape. The, the, um... But he didn't run it to him. He wasn't running the inn. No, it wasn't him. No, I'm talking about... And was it a 99-cent rental? When they go to the house on the island. When they go to the house house on the island, the Shizuku's, you know, where she lived. That's her brother, Takashi, the gray hair guy, the one who buries um, Sadako's coffin at sea. All this time, I thought they were a married couple. And that would have been her stepfather, if anything. I'm I'm lost, and it is the same thing in in, in the movie. Remember in, in the American remake when they come over, and he said, "Oh, she we didn't have any children" or something like that. And then he freaking oh he goes, "Oh, the things she would show you." And then he freaking he electrocuted himself in the bathtub in, in the ring. You don't remember that shit? Holy <laughs> guy! <laughs> watch the ring and get back to me next episode. Oh, I have a lot of rings to watch. Well, yo, but check it out. I might be dead wrong, a complete idiot that all this time didn't realize that that was a brother, not not her husband. I thought she was cheating when she went off with that doctor. No, you're right. She was cheating. They do bring that up, especially... uh... Cheating on who, then? (laughs) Because in the flashback where she's demonstrating her powers at that place, I think you see a picture of her with her husband and the doctor who she ends up cheating with, Ikuma who you think Akuma is Sato's father, Akuma Patata. Kokumo, is standing off to the side, I think. <laughs> I don't know, man. This review is... If constant. this was Alabama, husband, brother, who gives a fuck? <laughs> no, it's... I want to know this now, and I'm very... It's confused. true. It's the, it is the island of uh, Izu. Anything's possible, right? <laughs> I don't know. You know who their biggest Double rapper Pino's? is there? You know who their biggest rapper is? Who, the Rizu? What? <laughs> that's that's a good one, the Rizu. <laughs> I was going to say Izu-E. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> the Rizu. Izu-E. <laughs> oh, man. People are know. like, I don't know if I'm ever watching any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm lost now. I, I got... Well, well, I'll never know. Uh, well, I'll, I'll know. I'll I won't never know. know. <laughs> I'll never. It feels like never because I can't look it up right now because we're doing a show. It this feels like bad. I gotta wait for an eternity to look this shit up. It's gonna take time. I can't believe I could have been wrong all this time and they weren't married. Someone's either saying somebody's crazy here or or, or somebody is not because <laughs> Yochi Nama. Isn't it weird that the actor who plays Takashi? who we're debating about, his real name, his real first name is Yochi, which is the character's name of the kid. So it's even more confusing there. 
<laughs> it is it is pretty it's, confusing. It's crazy, but I, I'm again first time watching, so I'm wondering even when I'm watching the first one. Wait, so who is this this old guy who they keep talking to? I know he's like the last surviving relative of relation, and I looked it up, and it says at least when under the description of Ring One that it's Sadako's uncle, meaning Shizuku's um, brother or brother-in-law, whatever. Because he even talks about how she was a weird person. And we talked about it in part one, how she's always talking to the sea. It doesn't sound like he would marry this type of person, even though, wow. even though she probably started off normal. She did have her break at some point. But again, somebody uh, out there is like, Dave, you're right, Brandon's idiot, or... I don't They're know. Laughing. Most likely, like Dave, Dave's favorite series. No, most yeah, likely so. not. I might yeah, be an so. idiot. I might be the idiot all these years. I'll tell you, <laughs> knowing me, it's quite possible. Wow. Well, I don't know. We'll get to the bottom of it, I guess. We should get. What else can we do here? We better wrap this thing up. I'm trying to look at the. I'm trying to remember the third act. I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, the third act. Who can remember? Do you yeah. yeah. There's oh, water uh, and bullshit. This craziness. Based on what you guys saw, then. You know, Ghoster, Ryuji's ghost appears and, and tells her, you know, when she's climbing out, whatever you do, don't look down. Of course, he should have just kept his mouth shut because the first thing Takano does is look down. And then uh, Sadako's ghost uh, appears and starts climbing after her. And uh, I'm just like. I had this tied, even though I said I enjoyed it more than the first. I had it tied as a rating. But now, hearing you guys. I have to agree. It's not as good as the first. Seven out of ten. Dave, yeah. can you explain what, why, or or Christian too, why, you know, why she says to her at the end when they're climbing out, why the ghost says to her, why is it only you were saved? Who, who said that? Sadako says that to, to Kano as she's climbing out of the well with, with, with the kid before she falls back into it. Oh, I remember that. I don't know. That's the problem. Yeah, that yeah, it it became almost like uh, it, it, it became a completely different movie because they they, they come out of there and they're like, are you scared anymore? And it became almost like uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, like the fact that they weren't scared anymore defeated the curse. I don't know, dude. All I could think of was Exorcist Two, the way this shit went, especially in that third act in that movie. It's been Same a long thing. time since I've seen that, so don't, I, I think I saw well, that before Ring American, so. That might be a Patreon pick, too, so we'll see what happens. The new trilogies. The new trilogies, baby. Who knows what they're going to select? <laughs> the new Exorcist 2? Yeah, the new Exorcist 2. <laughs> no, but the Exorcist trilogy is one that's going to be on there, so, you know? That's fine, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe one day we'll talk about them. But Christian says 7 out of 10. I was down. I was up. I was. I, I can't get... I'll cut in the middle. I, I, six and a half. And I'm going to go right between you two and sandwich myself in at 6.75. Just the way you like it. (laughs) (laughs) But didn't you think, like, in all this movie, like, the the coolest part was, the you know, the very end when they show the reporter who screwed the girl and the picture's taken, and there she is, like, her spirit laughing right behind him? It reminds me of, uh, what's that other Japanese film? I think it was Shudder. Wasn't it Shudder where where that's the thing, where where the curse is at the end, like, the... The Japanese girl has its arms wrapped around them in the pictures. Well, she was not wrapped around. Well, yeah, basically, but she was riding on him on his back. On yeah, his like Spoiler. that's that's terrible. Uh, ter- yes, <laughs> true. That, that I that's thought was like movie, that was bro. the most like logical storyline in this whole film. Where they went with our lead characters was just obviously after hearing that review it was just 
very confusing. <laughs> We're not it even really, sure who she'll these characters are. It really was. It was are you an uncle? Bad. Are you a father? <laughs> if you're an uncle, you're too close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Let know. What <laughs> All right. Okay. What are we talking about? Starry Eyes? Starry Eyes from 2014. A hopeful young starlet uncovers the ominous origins of the Hollywood elite and enters into a deadly agreement in exchange for fame and fortune. Uh, Co-directors and co-writers Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolch. Kolch? Who just did the uh, Pet Cemetery remake, right? Yeah, they did the the Pet Cemetery remake and... um, they did that film Holidays. They did Mama 2. Mama 2. Mama, I'm coming home. Good... They did Big Mama 2. Big Mama's house, too. Big Mama Mama, says... <laughs> Mama said, to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> what <All right>. an asshole. <laughs> Astraeus Pictures. How about that? This is Astraeus. brought to you by Astraeus Pictures. Did you know that? Yeah. So it really exists. Yeah. picture. That's pretty freaking. I love stuff like that in movies. They actually like reference themselves and which. Wait, there's really an Astraeus Pictures? Wait, I'm. Confused. At the beginning of the movie, that's what it said. It said Astraeus Pictures presents or something or other on the credits. Yeah, that's why it's, it's my first note. And last. <laughs> <laughs> first and last. I, I really didn't didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Unless it was just a joke, but I mean, that's how they started their film. It's out of Stray's Pictures. I don't know. I feel like it might be a joke. I don't know. Because it says it's Dark Sky Films and Snowfort Pictures. and. Oh, well, you know what they did? They did that, that cutesy thing that they did with, what do you call it? Uh, House of the Devil, where it came up and it said MCXC, whatever, and the year and Roman yeah. numerals and uh, with, uh, with a registered trademark thing next to it. And it's at Australia's pictures. So I don't know. Maybe it was just for for. I for don't sure. know. But all I'll say is, man, I love the uh, soundtrack of this one. The soundtrack's pretty pretty solid. The whole movie's pretty solid. The whole really- fuck. I love everything about this movie. It's yeah. a fucking solid independent film, man. Yeah. Just like pieces of talent, this one stands out. That fucking performances. The performance, especially the themes, of our lead. The, the, yep. the lead, the lead's performance, yep. Alex uh, Aso, or however you say her name, Aso. She's great, man. She she happens to be terrific, and uh, and she gives a terrific performance. I don't know why, for me, this is only a second view for me. I was not as high on the film as I was the first time around. Are you crazy? I come yeah. up when I watch it. How about that? I've watched it three times, and I come up each time. I come yeah. everywhere, but I mean, for the sake of this, <laughs> but for the sake of this one, I don't know why her performance is still terrific. But then when you get to the end, I'm but this is like, it's just I, a story, is what you're saying. You knew it was coming, and this is what it was you expecting to see, and it's too straightforward. What? What are you gonna say? I don't know. I don't have the words yet. Maybe I should have had the words written down before this. Maybe so. I'll let you and C talk before I uh, open my mouth again. No, from a thematic standpoint, fantastic. It's timely with the whole Me Too movement as well. And not to get into that because it's just funny that they even reference that the guy hits on her, uh, the producer. and, And the friend's like, are you fucking kidding me? Who does this in this day and age? Right, I was sick of that too, see? Yeah, it's, it's fucking hilarious. Because nowadays you're right. And it's There's fucking, no way that... it gets under your skin. The first time she tugs on her fucking hair. 
I'm already mm. I'm already reeling. It hurts. Wincing. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I can't believe they're doing it. And it gets worse from there. Mm-hmm. The murders are oh. fucking Mwah. gruesome, oh. realistic, yeah, and hard hitting. Yep. Like, it, thank you. Fantastic stuff. Dude, I've said it before. Anytime there's a kitchen knife scene and it's just like randomly played, like something you could actually see in your kitchen, I can go upstairs right now. And take a freaking knife like that and kill a member of my family. It's something about a kitchen. Is Dave kitchen talking about knife? killing his family? I was looking at my notes and I just <laughs> <laughs> thought I heard. I'm Dave just saying, about. it seems realistic, the way it's shot. And when you see a kitchen knife, or a chef's knife, something that people have in their kitchen that they get to take out of the freaking that block with the rest of their knives and slice somebody's face or throat with or something. Something about that when I see that in a film because it's something that's in almost everybody's household it just hits harder with me it's, it seems more believable and when that does happen wow and then the other stuff's just damn great with gore and the barbell yeah. and whoo. oh man that's that barbell mm. oh my god oh wow. fucking it. exquisite it's mm. br- it's insane and that's that's burn- my favorite of the kills that mm. is yeah i'm with you and I love the, go- the and the goofy guy who trips. He just deserves it. Like you, you... slips on her hair. Yeah, what a weakling. You deserve to be stabbed in the back seventy five times. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Hey, hey, what's up? <laughs> and you know what? In a way, I could kind of see where, in the direction that she goes towards the end, when she's looking around and you got all these catty bitches doing their thing and they're all competition but at the same time they're all they all have dreams and like maybe one out of freaking every thousand is gonna make that make it on film and yes they are having fun but to look around at that and they're not really amounting to much of anything they're just partying and having you're young enjoy yourself i get that you can only do it once but yeah i think that it does a good job in in showing these other characters and really painting Probably mm-hmm. a pretty accurate picture of what you know seeking for seeking fame is like for you know ninety nine point nine percent of people you're just not going to get there it just doesn't right. happen so they but sort they, of just right. enjoy the process of trying it. But I get where she's yeah, but I get where she's coming from when she says they're losers, and I would never say that to someone. I wouldn't. It's a mean way to think, but ultimately they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're so focused on, hey, we're gonna be, we're gonna make a movie together, and I, who, who am I to crush anyone's dreams? They're probably, you know, they'll accomplish more than I will. But I'm just saying, from her perspective, getting a taste, and I don't mean that, you know, <laughs> figuratively, <laughs> but but getting a taste of, of, of the big top and this Astraeus Pictures, which is like a heavy, the you circus know, is Christian's company. thing. It's Christian saying, if you stop talking about the big tub. Uh, <laughs> getting a take. <laughs> it's supposed to be secretive. <laughs> Dave, I swear my dad does that all the time. Really? He does the Dumbo? Nice. Yeah, he does. That made me laugh. Amazing. No, but I get it. You know, and I understand why she's speaking like this because her transformation's already begun. The way it's presented, that's really well done, is that She's really only the the pure, the only pure, kind-hearted person within her group, 
And then she goes on these auditions and they start talking to her about the ugliness of the human spirit. And it starts to get revealed that the ugliness is really apparent on both sides. So it's almost like at this point, she's just choosing the lesser of two evils. Like, why not go with these horrible people who suck or at least make me uh, make me a star? Hey, when, she, when she realizes all her friends have pretty much betrayed her, even her roommate who goes around telling everyone, you know, that she had that she blew the guy, blew the producer for uh, for the part. Which is fucked and they shouldn't spread rumors and, you know, it, it is what it is. But, I mean, she's getting paid. She Remember she hands hands her that big envelope? Well, she gets that big envelope and she ha- she throws all that money at her. And yeah. she's like, here, now, now, now it's both of our apartment because she's behind on the rent. And it's like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's like she says something like, so I'm either going to be a slave at this freaking tater's place in uh, – or I'm going to do this and I'm going to degrade myself in this way with this man and I'm going to get paid a lot more. Either way, if I'm doing this thing with this guy, I'm I'm doing what I love. Not that part, but I'm going to become an actress. I'm, I'm doing something that I have passion in. I don't have any passion in freaking you know working at big taters and freaking serving food to these slobs and singing happy birthday and all that shit. Either way... You're you're a slave. Either way, you're a slave to the dollar. You may as well let it lead to something that you like, and that that's what I thought about him when I was watching the movie. Yeah, but didn't you feel like if Danny's character had remained genuine to her and hadn't immediately just started hooking up with uh with Aaron's character right away and sort of just showed like that he was going to give the part back to her, that maybe she would have uh, chosen a different path, like once she was fully betrayed by all of her friends it just completely went downhill and then when she, when she fully embraced the transformation so I, I the thing is how do you feel about that do you if if you're in those shoes what do you do well at that point it's you know it, like i said it's the it's you know the best of two evils it's six of one half a dozen of the other so why not choose to be a star when you have right. nothing you have nothing good on either end you know in terms of positive good people might as well sell your soul to the people who can give you the most thank you that's the word she said sell your soul okay there you go well said because i forgot that but i'm thinking about that and i think about this shit all the time in my my daily routine i'm like you know what if i could suck a dick this week instead of working the freaking 48 hours or more I'm going to work this week, I'd rather do that if somebody offered it to me. If I could suck a dick tonight, right now, it's only going to be 10 minutes worth of work, and I don't got to show up for work for a week, I'd rather do that. And I'm not gay, and it has nothing to do with sexuality. It has to do with fucking what's easier. And if people look down on me for it, well, and if people have a fucked up attitude about it and say, well, you know, Dave Z, you're crazy, and this girl's a hoe, and you're a hoe, and this and that, I... I get where they're coming from, but honestly, if you get right down to it, I I was thinking about that shit as I'm watching this movie. I'm like, you know what? Whatever, dude. Most people hate their jobs. I'd I'd hate to suck a dick, but it only take me about ten minutes, and I'd be okay after that. So there you go. You're you're an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it should probably take me five minutes because I have a dick. I should know how to treat one, don't you think? That's why I say gay men. You you would think. (laughs) Yeah. 
They got the best life, dude. They got the best sex. They get the most sex. I guarantee it. Actually, let's interview Vince. Let's see what he has to say about it. I'm just telling you, man. He'd agree. I don't know. <laughs> see? I know. I'm not even gay. I'm far from it. But I'm telling you, guys are guys. Gay guys are straight guys. Men are it. men. <laughs> well, I'm not bragging. I'd, I'd rather not be. Believe me. Oh, there's, there's a question I have pertaining to this film and... Uh... You know, I guess it is a little spoiler-esque. I mean, we we have been spoiling, spoiling the films because they are a little bit older. But uh, when she actually decides to, to give in and goes back to the producer and they talk about her giving up her body to be a vessel for Astrarius, for Astrarius's voice and all that, is she any more special than these other people in the cult or is she just the next in line? That had me thinking. And I was also thinking about how it came up that Astraeus Pictures has been around for years. Yeah. And you, you see that she has she loves those old Hollywood actresses. They're on her wall. Yeah. She hit she right, she has respect for it and everything else. But at one point when she's talking she's talking to her friends about going to that that the initial meetup with with uh you know the producers from Astraeus or, or the uh, at least the casting call. Somebody says, "Oh, Australians, that, that's legit." And then you know, someone, one of the girls inquires, and she goes, "She goes, well, they've they slipped the last two or three years, but they're making a comeback. But they've been around for years." So I'm thinking, that's what I was kind of thinking. Why would they have slipped the last two or three years if they have all this power? Maybe they have, well, are they right? still looking for their next like you know big thing, and and it's her. Maybe she's just that special. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that is it. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, if they have all this power, where they're all willing to freaking sit there and and be members of the of this cult and wear their things and chant their chants and everything else, then why are they? Granted, the guy they have a lot of money. You see the how you know the way they, they the way they live. But again, the guy said that they've they've, they've been slipping. You know. Uh, the last few years, well, so maybe, I was like, hmm. maybe it has to do with the fact that you know they this next star has to be somebody who's not forced into you know destroying their old self and being reborn in their image. It has to be somebody who is willing to. And when they see that she rips her hair out and abuses herself and and almost hates herself and wants to change who she is, that she's willing, then she's you know the prime candidate. Yeah, you know what. Maybe they have those casting calls all the time, and maybe nobody ever impresses. Yeah. And because they caught her in that room flipping out and pulling her hair out and everything else, they saw the passion. Maybe you're onto something. I do like what she says to that to the Taters guy, and that whole dynamic of, in the film is cool. How she goes back and forth with him. Could you understand what he's doing? He's just trying to run his joint. He probably makes a decent living doing it. He even talks about it later. He goes, yeah, you know, I know all that stuff is cheesy and we do this. And I say, see you later, uh, Tater Gator and all that stuff. And, you know, it's cheesy. And, uh, you know, we say all we talk, but he goes, but that's all, that's all me. And, you know, he probably, yeah, I kind of like, like that, that scene. I mean, yeah, it's he, cool. Yeah. He was a little kind of condescending to her, but yeah. he was like, he was saying this, this is me, you know, respect it. You know, he was getting the sense that she was really starting to look down on him right but she does have a good comment he said he said a million other girls would be willing to be in this yeah, position she I'm not says, a million other girls yes i that's like good, it she, that's a good line she that that's basically you know that's putting it out there she's yeah, not a million other girls she's gonna go on to something big and she knows it yeah i like that man what about you see you're quiet did, did, did all that blowjob talk throw you off sorry guys as i mentioned when we opened 
It's a standout, like we did Pieces of Talent, 9 out of 10. It's a modern, I don't want to say classic, because I think maybe that'd be overpraising it, but there's so much to take away from this movie and to enjoy with this movie. 9 out of 10. That's a solid rating. I mean, I'm not that high, but I mean, her performance is, to me, in conjunction with the with the soundtrack of the film, is what makes this film a lot higher than I think what it would than what it would have been had had her performance not been strong, and uh, I and I do really I I really like Amanda Fuller too, and mm-hmm. even though like her death isn't my favorite, it kind of makes sense since she's the one who's who's spreading the rumors that uh, that it's almost like her uh, like she sucks like her like her voice and her she sucks her mouth and she like sucks like the soul out of her. It's like. It's almost like shut up. It's it's really it's really a cool scene. <laughs> I, I didn't really think about it till now because she was the one who was always kind of spreading the rumors. And That's stuff. true. Yep, she had a big mouth about yeah. shit. Yes. So, so that was kind of cool, and the rebirth scene was cool, and the green eyes and uh, oh, I love it, it. it. It's a cool last scene. I still think I like films like Pieces of Talent. I definitely like more. I I like uh, the way uh, Neon Demon did it. I thought it was it was better, but. Uh, but this mm-hmm. is definitely a, a solid eight out of ten for me. Cool, man. nice. Yeah, nice. Now I really enjoy it. Uh, when it gets brutal, it really gets brutal. Yeah. I mean, I can and I can handle it all except stuff with the involving fingernails and teeth because it's like whoa, oh, like fuck. that. Yeah. Right? Oh, Dude, we didn't that, even talk about that hard rotting. Ooh, man. Mm, that's the tough part to watch. The second act, when things get go on with her, the body horror. It's like ah, and stuff with the worms. Oh man, when she vomits those maggots, that's nasty. But that's really cool mm-hmm. how they did that with her hair, making her hair look so thin, and mm-hmm. just oh man, she looked. She didn't. She looked better. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But she does look great at the end, and yeah, and through most of it. And there's there's a lot of attractive young ladies in this movie, you know. Yeah, yeah no, the, the performances are solid. The performances yeah. are solid, but hers is a is a standout performance. You could see it even just in. Uh, in facial expressions and just like she she sells her role without even having to say anything which i yep. always feel is very impressive she does good she gets a little happy birthday uh cake and you know and her eyes at the end those that emerald color like yeah. when she, oh well, that, that's a, great oh it's beautiful eyes. and she's naked I, at that point too so it's even <laughs> more phenomenal naked and bald with emerald eyes yeah i like that she pulled off she the gave the shenade well <laughs> I wanted to look at <sighs> her head. <laughs> it reminded you of your body. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, over there. <laughs> we call them baldies. Bald and them... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Grim. We call them baldies. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with the rating. Nine out of ten. Same as C. I'm, I'm yeah. Fuck you, B. Fuck you, he says. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Okay, <laughs> I love it. Sometimes I talk down films, and then they wind up giving them eight out of tens. So like, like, didn't you just talk it down for the last hour? It happens, you know. It do. All right. Yeah, it does. It All right. Do. One more, and we can get out of here, folks. One more. What do you got? My least Ring. favorite of the night. Oh god. Oh boy. Ring zero. Ring okay. zero. Basude. Okay, this is a prequel to The Ring where a young Sadako becomes an actress in hopes of escaping her troubled past. But strange visions and terrifying powers begin to manifest. Did they rewrite the mythology here? I guess they could do whatever they want. I'm still not sure who the uncle is. So don't <laughs> <miss>. <laughs> 
nothing to do with this one. Yeah, that's true. All they got to worry about is Sadako, a Mizuko, and um, the doctor. I mean, Shizuko. Whatever. Shizuko? Yeah, Shizuko. What did I say? Mizuko? <laughs> Mizuko? Shizuko? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Shizuko. I apologize. Yes. Etsuko. Ayako. Ayako. How about her? That girl. That, that was some scary stuff when she got killed earlier on in the movie. Now, I'll tell you what. To me, this is like a drama, and it's almost like a, a an Asian version of Carrie in some respects. And I, I don't know if I'm going to be alone here. I actually feel for Sadako, or as what you can call her in this movie, Harako, because she is pretty girl. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Our 19-year-old Sadako, and this is stunning. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, yep. I, I don't disagree with you. I just found it a little bizarre because I'm like, wait a second here. I thought she was a little girl that was like pushed down a well. Well, and they she rewrite wasn't it. a little girl. Rewrite it now. Age. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, you got to do something. What do you but want? Do you? you know, it's weird though, because in this one, you know, we we have another reporter. You know, Miss Miss Miyagi. Miyagi. Yes. <laughs> Danielson. <laughs> Wax on. Banzai Danielson. Banzai Danielson. <laughs> Banzai Danielson. Bonsai. 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 Uh, anyway, she's she's you know the reporter in this one. She goes to see Sadako's school teacher, you know, and and it's you know we're we're thirty years earlier, and there's obviously no mention of of a well at this point. So it's um. However. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, she's just trying to find out about the story with her and her, the whole class drowning and stuff. Yeah, that's crazy. Whole, yeah, it's almost like she had um a premonition. Yeah, permanent. Yeah, like like dead zone type stuff. Fourteen girls drowned. She said, yeah. "Don't go in the sea." Remember, there you go. It was the water, man. She said, "Get out! Don't go in that water." Yeah, I tell you, I don't know. Listen, all the reporters are dead. Everybody that was at the that original demonstration when when um when, when what's her name Shizuko or Mizuko it did, yeah, it did her uh, her routine on stage. <laughs> yeah, they're all gone, man. So it was it the vengeance of the mother. Or was it the vengeance of Sadako? And did Sadako mean to do it? That's what I'm saying with that Carrie stuff. It's like it's like her emotions are causing things to happen that she doesn't really necessarily want to happen. Yeah, and this film did a good job of of kind of not revealing like really who was the evil one. It right. kind of it kind it really did do a good job of of you know is it Sadako? Is it Shizuko? Is it Mitsubishi? Is it? <laughs> Is it Pistonanda? <laughs> Call back. <laughs> Pistonanda. <laughs> Brilliant. A little, little punch up for absolutely one. nice. Yeah, but I, I like that they, you know, again brought back the the uh, the demonstration and that all the reporters were died, and then we quickly, you know, jump to a nineteen year old Sadako in this data troop, and it's sort of our uh, therapeutic treatment to to help her and. Uh, and immediately, like, nobody in the troop likes her. Everyone's sort of freaked out by her, you know, with the exception of the, the one editing guy, the Toyama guy who's nice to her. But the girl who likes him or he's seeing Etsuko is, is immediately jealous and suspicious. And it just plays out really well. And, yeah, yeah. like you said, the, the lead the lead actress, you know, because she's the understudy, the lead actress who dies, very creepy scene. Yeah. You know, you obviously you see the little Sadako walking behind, so you're like, Wait, is this Sadako a different Sadako? And, you know, ultimately it leads to, to what it is, which is much 
maybe you know the the story is rewritten, but it's much easier to follow than part two. That's for sure, right? Yeah. So Christian, yeah. that's what. What? How many times have we watched movies like this, where where a, a prequel is shown to explain an origin tale, and you know, it doesn't make any sense at all. You don't like what they came up with here? You think it's a cop-out or something? I, I do think it's a bit of a cop-out. I, I can't disagree with Brandon. I'd say it's less convoluted in a sense. But I, I don't know. The, her going to art school and being a performer, but yet she's super shy. And I don't know. I just didn't buy it. And I'm like, what the fuck are they trying to sell me here? <laughs> I could understand it's a little slower moving. It's more dramatic than the other ones. I guess you have to really be a fan of the first one to to to, uh, to respect this one. I think, and I don't know. I really I, I really dug what they did with it. I'm not saying it's like amazing or anything, but I thought it was creepy when the teacher showed back up and told told the reporter about the story when she called on her at the house. Oh yeah, and the crawling girl upstairs and then she Yeah, the there. crawling yeah, the, just the yeah. eye and just the eye in the attic and then yes. the, the other and then Sadako and her mother disappearing. Yeah. Like that I don't know, that I found that very unsettling and then they brought back the whole, you know, mm-hmm. pictures with the cursed pictures and with the reporter's picture you saw you saw images of the reporters who had died in the back yeah. which I thought was really cool. That was cool. Yeah, How about so. when that girl went to the house, when the reporter, when the teacher went to the house and uh, casting aside the, you know, seeing the eye and the girl crawling upstairs, when they showed freaking, what's her name, Shizuko uh, in the mirror and she kept getting closer and she was looking at it and shit, that was yeah. freaking way creepy, man. Hell yeah, like, it was. Wow, yeah. what's wrong with this woman? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that, that 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 freaked me out. There was good stuff, man. The noises and the voices on the tapes and all the stuff they were doing. It was, it was stripped down. It was less bombastic, like the stuff you saw in the last act alone of freaking of Just Ring Two. <laughs> when you said bombastic, that's <laughs> just Mr. Bombastic, super fantastic. Yes. I think I'm down delirious. Hey. I'm not even drinking and I'm delirious. Uh, damn. But you know what I'm saying? It went so crazy in the last act of Ring 2 that it's like all the stuff that happened there, they they went kind of the opposite road here. They said, okay. I mean, till. Till the end, when they had to do the explanations about the freaking, you know, the two girls and what happened. But I dug that. One was more like her mother. One was more like her natural father, which, yeah. what is his natural father? Man. Yeah. And, and again, with, with the mother not being cleared until late in the film, it's like, it's like who is this who's haunting? Maybe it's not even Sadako. And, you know, when, when he uh, kills the director of the play defending Sadako... Yeah. I don't. I don't know why. I kind of. I really thought that he had put the body in the coffin on the stage. I had to rewind that scene because I didn't know what happened exactly. So. He, he just hid it behind somewhere because then they find it later on. Yeah. But she also heals. They're in the. Uh, they're in the hospital after that, and Sadako yep. heals the person in the wheelchair. So you're yeah. like, what? You're like, what's going on? But you're you're able to follow it. You're like, oh, she's 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 good. What what's going on? Right, she it's, had like a she had like an ET finger. Remember, yeah. she put it on his face and she healed him. <laughs> yeah, and she took away his uh, his bad case of the bad legs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the bad R- legs. Rise up, my child. 
Yeah, you. I, I don't know. I just really connected with them. I, I liked I, with the characters. I felt like I was like, all right, I really was pulling for Toyama and Sadako. He tells her she's beautiful. He wants to go away with her after the performance. And I'm like, I was like genuinely hoping they would make it, not even thinking like this is a prequel. Of course, that's yeah. not going to happen. But I just don't, dude. Don't you think that those two women were very freaking? They couldn't prove that freaking Sadako did anything. They were just saying, oh, yeah, this happened and this happened. She killed this guy, and she's responsible for the death of Ayako, and she's responsible for the death of the freaking, the guy that, whatever, the guy that produces the play, whatever his name was, yeah. Mr. Whatever. They freaking go right to her and that we're going to attack and they're going to kill her? Don't you think that it seemed like they were the freaking bad guys because they had no proof of anything? Yeah, no. They, well, they kind of, like, even from, from very early on, they just present that the dreams – Iko and the other older woman in the play oh, are talking about good about the well. Yeah, talking about having oh. the dreams and how it only started yeah. since she showed up, and yep. I've had the same dream. And they're just basically putting out that whole fear of uh, this creepy girl that's just all of a sudden shown up and things are not right. So it's sort of how like this mob mentality buys into this hysteria because it wasn't her, even though she had powers, it wasn't her. So you immediately think, oh, my God, it's the mother. But then you find out, you know, what's really going on with uh, with old eyeball in the attic. <laughs> eyeball in the attic. <laughs> yes. That was the original <laughs> title for Raisin. <laughs> Raisin, eyeball in the attic. Again, it gets crazy in the third act, uh, but in a different way. I, But the difference is... In this movie, I like where they went when they got into the third act, where and 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 the one before it, I didn't. Even though it involved a little bit of gunplay, it still it still was good. I I was still on board, and when we get the reveal about the um, you know, <laughs> what's up with Sadako and what's really at at play here, I I, I actually bought it. Apparently, Christian did not, but no, I uh, I was cool with it. Initially, no, but the the end part is the best part of the movie. For sure. Yeah. So yeah. It, there, there is something to enjoy here, and you're waiting for it because you kind of know how it, it, the story plays out. I just thought it, it felt a little bizarre that they set up this whole college story with her going to art school, but she's a little shy. Like I said earlier, I just didn't buy that part. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that those women were in the wrong they didn't really freaking prove anything. Like there was no proof that she killed anyone and they, they go after her that way. Do you think that there was, do you agree with us? You think that they shouldn't have done that? Yeah. It's a very toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's tragic. It's tragic. To me, I was thinking of Carrie. That's what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Was just... Very much, very much the way, even the way I described to you that the I was hoping that they, that. that they would make it, that they would sort of get out and escape together and run off and live a happy life together very Carrie-esque in terms of hoping for a different ending, even though you know it's not coming. So, yeah. uh, But I, I do like the fact that, that, they, that you start to understand more about what the Doctor was doing and, and why he ultimately, you know, bashes Sadako and puts her in the well, you know. And it, it makes sense, like, because he, he's, he, he's torn because she still has elements of good in her, but he, they've, they've joined now at this point, and he, he can't take any chances because he knows what the evil Sadako is is capable of. So when he hits her and thumps her in the well, even though it's heartbreaking because there's still good in her. Yeah. It, 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 he has to, he has to do it. And then, you know, you hear her screaming and, and ultimately now it makes sense why 
you know, 30 years later, she'd come back as a vengeful spirit because all the good would be probably overpowered by then. And, and yeah. that's, so again, that's, that's what you guys are saying in the sense of like the explanation of how she's a little girl. Like she has a vision of herself as a little girl. The like, doctor, the doctor says that it, that she was, she was born one person, but at one point she split into like, into two, one, one image representing, like Dave said, uh, the image of her mother, which was the image of good, which is the Sadako that continues to grow and becomes ultimately, you know, an actress in the theater troupe. And then the image of evil in the eyes of her biological father or real father or whatever, who we don't know who or what it is. And uh, she, her, her growth is stunted, and that's why she stays a little girl locked in this attic. Man, it makes sense. Well, when you explain it, yeah. When I was watching it, I I, I was just, I don't know, something about it I wasn't uh, really enjoying. I th- I just found it a little bit more leisurely paced, not quite as entertaining, not quite as horrific as uh, the other ones. Yeah, I don't. I I agree with you there. I don't think it was it was definitely quite as horrific or quite as scary. I can kind of see now. You know, earlier I'm kind of they're all blending into one, but now thinking back on it, really having a vision of this one is a little bit definitely less hard than part two, but uh, probably on pace with the same, the same feeling as part one. Yes. You know, it's, but it's more character driven in this one. Yes, it is. No, I, I, I like it for that. I, it, I always thought it was kind of dramatic, yeah. you know, the first time I saw it and everything like that. But after watching it right after part two, I like, I like this is more, it makes more sense for the mythology. It, it, it's simply explained as far as I'm concerned, uh, they don't, you know, it, it didn't didn't do a part two. Did it? Just said, okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this, and this leads to this, and and that's the end of it. Without yeah. getting too, you know, not over explaining or anything. I was just like, yeah, you know what? I can dig it. I can dig it. So yeah, you know, for a first time visit to this trilogy, which I'd never seen. After initially watching them all, like it's kind of you know kind of eh, you know. But it, these conversations that we have always help me out because you know they'll they'll bring something up that I may have forgotten because you know I'm watching all these on top of each other. I, I binged them all last night because I just didn't have time to get to them any other time. And uh, and so these these conversations always help sort of shed light on whether I truly like a film or not, especially when it's a first time view. And I, I'll say this: I'm I'm definitely higher on this trilogy after the show tonight than I am after just watching it and, and just thinking about it. So uh, it's definitely a trilogy I'll go back to and certainly try to see all the other films I can in the series. If I'm rating this one, it's it's slightly lower than the first one, but I really do enjoy it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right below the the eight rating I gave in the in on part one and, and give it a, a solid seven and a half for first time. Here. That's cool. Wow, that's really cool. I'm like lower than the second one. Like I said, I was... I uh, it was eight seven and this one comes into the six. Okay. Okay. Uh, for me, I enjoyed it, and it's uh, it's pretty solid. It's eight out of ten for me. Wow. Nice. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. I'll definitely watch it before I watch part two. I'll tell you what, though, I, the reason why I want to go back to watch part two again is I want to try to make see if I can make sense of this. It was just. You can't. You know, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But you know, I'm interested. Some some friends of mine, a friend of mine, you know, gave me some other, you know, told me to check out uh, different films and uh, you know different uh, source material. So he said there's you know obviously a lot more to it and stuff like that. So we'll see. So let's see here. 
It was 10, 10, uh, 8. Well, well, how, how, did, how did it go? How did 10, it go 10, 8, 8 for part one. Okay. Uh, then part two, I was a 6.75. I was a 6.5, and C was uh, a 7. A 7, because I sandwiched seven. right in between. Right, right. And then this one, C was a 6, I was a 7.5, and, and you were an 8. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I, I don't see myself ever going down on the ratings. I do for, <laughs> for these films. You see me going down. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I, I like, I really do like Japanese horror. People, people don't think I do, but I do. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, the good stuff. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're solid. It's you have to be in the mood to watch it. You got to pay attention to to Japanese horror films. I feel like it's not. I've never watched an Asian horror film, any Asian country horror film, where you can just sit back and just sort of, you know, relax and watch it and just sort of turn your brain off. They always make really thought-provoking films, even if they don't necessarily make sense. You got to think. That might might be a cultural thing and a lot of, you know, folklore and mythology within that culture, but it intrigues me enough. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Next show, we're doing some more Asian stuff, so get ready. Mandingo. 86. Yeah, Christian and I can't remember the name of the movie, so we call it Mandingo. It's uh, Matango. Matango from 1963, Cure from 97, Premonition from 2004, and Kevin K comes back again, Grave Encounters 1 and 2 for Triple R's. So, boom. Yes. Yep, we only have 1, 2, 3, 4... Well, what is this? Episode five? Eighty-five, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Six eighty seven to eighty nine ninety with uh triple R's on them. Because after yeah. that we're going back to old school. Things are being a little bit changed with the Patreon and the only triple R's that we're gonna be bringing are the ones that we bring ourselves. Another great show, boys. A lot of fun as always. Yep, and yep. thank you to to everyone, all the supporters, everyone. Everyone's been so cool. It's mm-hmm. it's it's really fantastic and we we love doing it no end in sight at this moment episode um, 100 except that 100 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we love you guys and yes we do hope you guys in, in, enjoyed us uh getting back to our natural selves just chilling out and you know I, I don't know how i am mr absolute dave but i'm trying what do you want yeah All let's good. wrap it up yeah let's wrap it up we got to get our asses to bed thank you again see you next show we love you all Um, goodbye and good night. And good riddance. You should say, now you're a senior, you'll see.